Yeah, she's she's leaving to no go to a, a party. No, Torso's down here. Oh, she's that's in, cool. Does she have the Does she have the baby bump? Oh yeah, she's bumping. Oh, yeah, she's. That's the kind of stuff that you need to be sending the pics out of. She's gonna be doing the <laughs> the baby bump photos and all that. Uh, we are. She already has a photographer set up, so that's coming. You just wait. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's so fun. All right. I tell you what, man. Get your pictures now. I when when you're like so sort of the apex pregnancy happens. Yeah. Like in the delivery room. That's when they have reached their full potential. And uh Julie <laughs> Julie like by the time she got there, the little 5 foot tall Julie she I think, you know, she'll love me to share this. I think she weighed like 154 or something like that. 150 something. Pregnant? Yeah. Like she was so swollen. So she was just so miserable, man. (laughs) Like no ankles left or like feet were all chubby. (laughs) She was so, I forget which. It's probably Nathan. Probably the first kid. Um, that she was such a mess at that. I just remember being there. She was like, she just, she's like, I feel like a beach whale or whatever. But she was <laughs> laying on the bed, you know, waiting for this to go down. She's like, uh, so yeah, they, the, it, it worked. The process works out. They're so miserable in the end. They're ready. I know. It's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're going to, it. it's going to hurt. Okay. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Get yeah. it done. <laughs> It's all good, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny crap, dude. So good luck. This is going to be the best ever. And did you all decide to find out whether they, they got an Audi or an Innie? Uh, you talking about circumcision? Oh, if you got a boy or a girl coming. You already found out you got, you yeah. got a boy or something coming, right? You did yeah. That, right? We already yeah, found out. Yeah, we, we, did, uh, heard you make. we did the 20-week anatomy scan on Monday, and the little fucker yeah. was being a shit and, and yeah. wouldn't wouldn't show us everything but we did wouldn't get a snapshot of his 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 bobby dangler so oh nathan would not show it man he he balled up we did all the poking and pushing i think we tried like a you know i think they say like you know drink like a coke or something to get the caffeine and sugar burst usually oh, then they start then they start tweaking uh he would <laughs> not move man he was like what's up <laughs> and he he was all balled up and stuff, and we were like they were trying to roll him and pitch him and stuff, and they're like, "All right, man, we're just not, we just we don't know." We don't yeah. Know. So you know, we had no idea what we were gonna get there uh, when he popped out. So anyway, yeah, he our little boy was just being a shit. They they couldn't get all the views of his heart and his internal organs that they wanted to get. They got most of the like they think they got his brain, and like I said, we saw his his cock and balls, but. Yeah, um, was his brain bigger than his dick? Not by much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, everything's see, pretty small, but everything oh, okay, also okay. looks big on that screen, so it's hard to tell. You sure, are you, are you going to do a paternity case then after that? Are you going to do a little? You're going to do some with the size that like, I saw. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that looks like, pretty I, big. My brain's a lot bigger than my dick. Yeah, I bring that up. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> worth that's worth maybe taking a test. <laughs> I mean, don't like make a deal of it. No, you I'll know what I mean. Don't, I don't lie. want this to be. Yeah, don't have this be a wedge. 
No. You know, but <laughs> I would, I would hold on some plans to get the results. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> I'm so happy for you too, man. I am just like, <laughs> I know, I know, uh, Max and I kind of talked about it that we, we have like, uh, uh, and I still haven't gotten the analogy down, you know, cause I, I like to, I like to kind of talk in that, uh-huh. but somehow we're constructing an Oreo where you got two old ass crusty crackers ah, on the yeah. outside with a young little core in the middle when we're <laughs> when we're hanging out um but yeah it's it, you know you got the you got the old uncles you might you can call us grand uncles if you want whatever but we're just so stoked uncle joe mm-hmm. uncle joe and uncle, uncle max. joe and uncle max that's right so i guess i ought to like do an intro and introduce you let's and everything do it. at some point here huh Let's do it. I, I I almost canceled. I almost called in COVID on you because I I was nervous. You know? Don't you dare. You just uh, we'll we'll get you the the on the pipe jitters. We'll be out of your out of your system here and just oh maybe. it's gone already. I'm seeing your beautiful little white face and I'm I'm relaxed now. Mm, okay, that what it is. <laughs> All right, so we'll lead into this. Uh, so hey everybody, welcome to Reese's Peace. Now that we're five Woo! minutes in. Uh, this is episode 52. I had to just look that up while we were talking and I got, uh, Mr. Joe Foster on the pipe, Joe, otherwise known as, oh yeah. And I turned 52 at the end of next month. 52. That's right. Yeah. End of March. That's a good, that's a good number for me. And Maxi Poo is, is same or one year older. He's, he is, he is pretty much one year and a few days older than me. Okay, so which yeah, I think it's a trip much. that, yeah, I think it's a trip that you like, you know, I I was a um, hardcore, like three wheeler guy. Yeah, you know, uh, I've only owned one dirt bike before the one that the, the ones that I have now here. And anyway, I was looking at getting a hold of a Honda quad and buying a three wheeler conversion kit and put that on the front. Some guys out of New York offer that. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some dirt bike buddies from the military. I'm like, I'll, I'll do that and I'll ride with you guys, you know, cause I'm a three wheeler guy, you know, I love three wheelers. Yeah. And so they, you know, I ended up getting a, riding to some dirt bikes, borrowing some, getting one. But anyway, so that's how I got into like dirt bike and I kind of got shoot into it, but I was, I'm like, you know, I, I, um, that isn't really where my skills are. You know, I, I wish that one day I could grab a hold of a three wheeler, you know, and, um, and that, like I said, that's where, that's where my writing skills are. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, and then go to like a couple meetups and, and run into somebody that's as good a friend as Max is like <laughs> it, it, out of like, and he's, you know, he's damn near my same age, you know, and, uh, and all this jazz. And, and then of course run into you Yep. And, uh, and, you know, another great dude that's just, it's been, uh, it's been life changing, I'd say since those days, man, it's a way different life now than before all that went on for me. That's for sure. You and I'm starting of... to learn how to ride a damn dirt bike. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you were, you were thinking of, of, of hardcore going down the three wheeler path before, before you ran into me and Max. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, these clowns out of New York. There's some. There's a few groups over there because they still race them mm-hmm. uh, up in uh, like northeast uh, New York and around that area. Yeah. Um, and I, there's um, there's two different companies 
and one that's emerging right now, they got a lot of YouTube videos and stuff that he does. There's a lot of Honda stuff too, but uh, he's got a really nice little manufacturing setup and, and nice parts. He makes nice, nice gear. Um, but uh, yeah, going for their stuff, you get a donor quad, cut the frame, weld in stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, make some really nice, really nice three wheelers. Hmm. So yeah, I was, I was going to do that and just, because the guys that I was riding with before, they were going to ride the double track stuff anyway. You know, oh. that was dirt biking to them, you know, yeah. and, and I wasn't going to be like, you know, being able to poke my front tire on a single track and get stuck in the rails, you know, on, on the trails <laughs> that neck you down and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, that was, that would have worked just fine, man. I, I could be a three wheeler loser right now that, that it was going to take me probably 10 grand to put together Whoa. or a little more to put that three wheeler together. And that's why it never happened. Cause you know me. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck getting money on this guy. Yeah, over ten grand. So you went and you, you dropped what forty five hundred on a on a French princess and. Well, I did two grand on the DRZ full Honda. Okay. Got a great deal on that bike, clean bike. You know, gated gated community kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, never did work on it himself, so uh, it was great pick for me. Little heavy, a little four strokey. Yep. Too got, many got, strokes. Oh man, I couldn't believe the strokes. You know. Uh, that it had. And so I got, I, I traded that and I traded down to that RM250, right? Went from a, it might have been a 03 DRZ, something okay. like that, to a 2000 RM250. Really clean, clean, great DRZ, um, high compression piston, full FMF header, you know, end. It was like loud, like all four strokes, and I loved it. Yep. And uh, went to that RM250, but man, you want to talk about, such a difference in the ride it had those michelin star crosses front and rear they're like new the thing just railed and it just would flick around it was so light it felt like to me a mountain bike with a motor yeah and uh that's where i started really getting into you know riding better with those things met you at that time that's right Um, yeah a little bit after that well you you had like you had just bought your shirko i think when i met you but you wanted to like run through it i think a little bit Oh, really? So, because our yeah. first ride, I put that top in in that RM. I got up at 2 a.m. Yeah. This is when I had early morning race, early yeah. bird race. That guy, early he's no race. longer around. He's gone. He doesn't, he doesn't exist. I had, I had to delete him from my phone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the yeah, I got up at 2 a.m., put the top in in that RM because I need it. I need to do that. We met at some ridiculous time. Do you remember when we met? Like uh, sunrise. Like six or seven. Yeah, we met it at Rampart and did our first ride. And I, you, do you think I had the Sherco at that time? Because I did you have two bikes for quite a while. You didn't bring it to ride, but you owned it. Okay, right, right, right. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, that RM, I love that bike. That thing was a hoot. I wish I had never put that stupid recluse in there. <laughs> I, I did. Was I to blame for you buying the recluse for your, your uh, uh, FX? No. Okay, I'm good. I don't want to of... die. I don't want to die with that. I don't want to die with that guilt. No, I can't. I can't let you die with that guilt. I don't know. I don't know what. I think I got the idea from Cliff because Cliff was running that uh, Husky 450, that FE right. 450 with uh, right. with the recluse in it, and okay. obviously I saw how great of a rider he was with the recluse. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought, oh yeah, that seems like something for me. But okay. it made the bike more rideable. It, it certainly made Dude, it more the rideable thing, than you, stuff that you, we did. Back then, I'll have to tell you, I used to say shit behind your back. I bet. 
I bet. I the still, recluse I still will do. do that. I still do. <laughs> and I was like, man, it's got to be that damn recluse that hasn't do it. Because remember, we'd be stuck. Like, let's say Captain Jack's. Yeah. And we got that uphill, whatever section that had that pipeline thing or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so good with the trails. Is the yeah. uh, And we're sitting there and, like, it's a bitch to go up those trails with those rocks and everything else, those damn things. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, think I got it or whatever. And it's like, burp, 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 up with that dang forest road. But you, I think the one I'm thinking of, bottom of the hill, sharp right. You go yeah. up the hill, sharp left at the top. You kind of have to rail the outer reg on the, on the top. Yeah, you know it. And so anyway, none of us had cleared it. You get up there with that 525 with a 120 by 100 uh, rear, you know, nice tire. Love that tire. It's just, go, go, go. you went up, turned it, and it was like, oh, that's easy, fellas. And uh, I was like, it's got to be that damn recluse, you know? <laughs> and then you get the stupid husky, and it's the same damn tricks. So I don't know what's going on, man. I, I have no theories. No theories on what's happening there. I think the recluse was almost as much of a a handicap as the husky. Just, I mean, it it just it yeah. makes up for poor skill. Right. Yeah. So, are you saying that you think you could be Gen Two if you put a reckless in that husky? No, I'm thinking Good I could man. be. Thank the Lord Jesus. I could be like Graham Jarvis if I rode a brand new Sherco. There's a damn good chance of that. I do like them. I the more that and I you know watch what? No, them, no. Really this like is what I'm gonna them. say. You'd be the younger version of Graham Jarvis. The, yeah, mm. the young. Graham you don't want to be that old crusty guy he is right now. No, I'm gonna be the yeah. um, way the young. trials champion. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. I could be Billy Bolt. You. Could I be think Billy I Bolt. could. I think I could do a Billy Bolt. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. gonna need. I'm gonna need some years off of the counter. But I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys. I, put a, a nut bag. Put a drill on the odometer and wind them digits back. Hell yeah, we're gonna have to. We had to do it on. Uh, what was that? Um, uh, Ferris Bueller movie where they put the Ferrari up on the jacks and oh, reverse and it ran it like all night or yeah. whatever. We have to yeah. do that shit. I was thinking Matilda. Remember Danny DeVito in, in Matilda yeah. owned this kind of shiesty car lot and when he got oh, cars, he stick yeah. a drill on the odometer yeah. and wind it yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, today, you know, there's uh there's devices for that, right? Because there's a chip in the um in the uh in the odometer that holds the mile uh counter. Makes sense. That's Doesn't that's where your like... miles are stored. Doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to to hack. Yeah, isn't that weird? They didn't move it to the uh, and I and I think I'm I think I'm current. I think I'm not being too silly for the um, like down there the the well we got a 14 Acura and and a 14 um, Grand Cherokee. I think that the the collection of your miles is stored in a little chip in your um, instrument cluster. Yeah. They didn't move that to the computer, so. That's why from a ODB2 scanner you can't get your mileage because it reads from the computer, it doesn't read from that chip. Um, so it's it's a local storage. Yeah, which is so weird because it's like, okay, yeah, back when it was a cable and it was like turning gears and counting like that, cool. Yeah, store it in the uh, store it right there in the instrument cluster, no big deal. And yeah. that's where you hook your drill onto that that cable that went in there right. and turn that bad boy backwards. But um, but going with, uh, you know, okay, we're gonna redo it. Uh, why not move that out of the cluster? It's just so weird because whenever you replace your instrument cluster, you have a chance of losing your mileage stuff if you don't move the chip over and do stuff like that. And it's soldered down. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It, it's it's um yeah, I think it's a pain in the butt. I, I had that Yukon I was gonna buy that um 
the cluster was messed up, but I bet the chip was still logging the miles, and I wanted the miles right because it was over 300. Yeah. And it's like, dude, once you go over 300, you like want to see it go to five, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's that was my dream is to watch that that critter click over to five. That's what I was looking forward to. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that's too far. That. Dude, it's too far to go. But on one vehicle, come on, man. That's you'll try five hundred thousand miles. I would. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about it. I'd rather do it. Not in that Taka. Vehicle. Not in the Taka. No, I don't think no. she'll go five. It Not would. with me in it, man. I don't want to drive five hundred thousand miles in that Taka. That would be uncomfortable. <laughs> Unless that's five hundred thousand miles of just driving all over hell and back riding. If I could just retire right now and ride every day of the week, okay, maybe. Yep. That's what you need to do, man. Lifestyle stuff. That's you, an influencer and everything. Yeah, yeah, big big podcast influencer these days. Hell yeah, you are. Really putting down roots here, making Dude, connections. that's where I was saying earlier, I was nervous as I'm coming. It's like Johnny Carson, you uh, know? What? Nah. Think of what? it like think of it like Joe Rogan, where you just sit down and have a long conversation. Right. It does just seem like us, but I know that th- this is my fear. Let, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you my fears. All right. All right. Explain it to me. So. Right now, I'm closer to death than you are birth, right? Maybe. So uh, <laughs> I I doubt I'm going to make it 30 more years. Dude, I'm 50, about to be 52. Make it to 82. Foster is pretty much clock out. That's about all all you really get out of a foster. You know, we're right. like the we're like the maybe the Saturns or maybe the Yugos of of, of you know biomatter. All right. Um, so anyhow, I mean, my hair is already all gray. My telomeres have to be small. I have to be way gone. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty much like metal on metal. You know, I don't have really much breaking, you know, stuff left. The pads are about gone. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, don't oversell so, it. Yeah, <laughs> Julie's gonna just come in the closet and off me. You know, just right here in the pie. You'll you'll see her come in the door behind me with a bat in her hand. She'll like that. Oh, there we go. That'll be it. Put him out of his misery. So um, I, this is what I picture. Is it funerals there? Oh, Joe's over there, maybe in a box. Maybe we burn him. Who knows what's going on with Joe? Maybe we didn't even find the body. Yeah. But we're at Joe's funeral. And in today's tech, you've got some sort of presentation thing going on the monitor over there. They're flipping the pictures from us riding and stuff and got my Tiggin hat on, you know, and yep. childhood stuff and Mary and Julie, the birth of the kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. My first, uh, my first triple seat bounce, double blip. That's right. Um, first grandkids. You know, that, that's right. All that jazz. And then they're going to have on some headphones or something, this damn podcast. And there's going to be the 52 year old version of me trapped here. <laughs> Talking I'm an shit. Idiot. Talking shit. I'm an idiot. I've all. Today's version of me is the smartest version it's ever been. Every past version of me has been an idiot. Yeah. I can look back on every version of me from the past, and that guy's an idiot. If I had to listen to the 32 year old version of me talk, oh boy. I'd, I'd yank my own face off. There's just no damn way, you know? I mean, so that's, that's the real problem is that with my generation, right? Or in my time, it's like, if you didn't talk into a cassette tape or something, yeah, your dumbass thoughts weren't recorded for future replay. 
you know. Or, you know, he didn't write them down in a diary, which doesn't have any inflection or sarcasm. Right. It's got none of this stuff, you yeah. know. So now we got this damn thing that's going to be on the Internet, getting millions of views. Mi- you know, yeah, millions of listeners anyway, because yeah, I'm not whatever. recording video. But It's a shame because you look really nice today. I like your haircut. Oh, thank you. I like your hairs all cut too. You like it? All three yeah. of them? All three of them. They're yeah, looking I didn't good. Miss one this time. I didn't miss one this time. Well, so, so you yeah. know, that means that we need to we need to do more of them so that nobody can yeah. just like pick just one. You know, like like you Logan, know what they could pick the best of. Yeah, the best of yeah. best of Reese and on the pipe Joe, or on the mic Joe. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, brother. So yeah, I was like I said, I was kind of nervous because of that stuff, but yeah, it's, you know, it's no big deal. And then you got the issue of which Joe shows up. Which yeah, which Joe? Right. Right now it's reserved Joe, but I'm I'm about to ask you some questions that'll hopefully get you out of your shell. Dude, so here's the Joe you normally get to work with is the one who enjoys trying to trying to construct a world in your mind that we can manipulate and play with. Let's do that. What? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I, he's on the other side of that door over there. I tell you, the closest you got is right here on the floor is my clean riding pants from the race the other day. Oh, at least that, they're clean. Uh, yeah, I got some issues with them. They're worn. I need to get some new ones or start sewing them. And but, yeah, the uh, Nins. Nins. Not until they go on sale. Yeah. But um. So anyway, yeah. That's that's that is. I say of the hours we spent, and I, we've had some, we've had some long rides in the Taka, or whatever, maybe the Chevy, and uh, and yeah. talking, and and it maybe have a little bit more contemplative, maybe serious Joe, um, but the uh, you know, the ass back uh, yelling Joe is is, <laughs> is my is my favorite Joe. <laughs> Of all, you know what I'm saying? Or where we're constructors, like I said, some alternate universe and then just being stupid with it. I like that. So Yeah. Well that's fun. Okay, so on the topic of that, I wanna hear I wanna hear more about um your neighbors who who the Latter day Saints wanted to there practice he wanted to practice his spiel on you before he went off on his mission. So I, this was last I'm night, right? You, I'm telling you right now, I was ready. Yeah. To drop the hammer on you. For yeah. Using the, for using the M word. For using the M word. Yeah, I know. I really. They don't go by that no more. They don't. It's just the book of Latter Day Saints now. Can't call them. Can't call them the M word. Well, they don't uh, like to be called Mormons no more. I think it is they still. No, no, man, no. They, okay. they, they definitely. Because when I told them I was, I was coming on the podcast, and I probably talk about this lesson that they did. You like, told oh, them that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I tell everybody, man. <laughs> I'm going on Are Reese's Peace, guys. The Reese Peace. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, you know so you told him. You told him. This ain't this ain't that bullshit waste of time podcast. Oh yeah, those guys fell off the map with, with J squared. No, That's right. man. We gotta get the one I talked about earlier. <laughs> what one? The fucking podcast. P H U K I N. The fucking podcast. Yeah. yeah, with with uh, with fucking Max, fucking Reese, and fucking Joe. <laughs> Perfect, dude. And then we get the wives going on, and uh, and talking about how this fucking podcast 
you know, and, and how we just should just get a room and hug it out <laughs> instead of doing these recorded calls. Like, you know, you got, you know what you want to do. That you know sounds, what you want to do. That sounds like an offshoot, a waste of time. It's, it's completely different. It's completely different. It's got completely <laughs> different characters, Reese. It's a similar premises, premise, but it's a, a different characters. Yeah, I, I missold it. I don't know. You, I don't know where you drew these parallels. I, I missold it. So, so you yeah, told so them. I, yeah, I told. So they're like, hey. Them. So we we were asked to stress. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got it. I got it right here. I got it right here. Here, here. I because I asked him afterwards. Did you write it oh, down? that Joe's coming out. Oh, damn it. Did you write it down? I'm, I'm maxing. Oh yeah, I wrote it down. No, I, I I asked him to write it down. Okay. And then I screwed up, man. So um. The, uh, so my neighbors, um, they only have four kids. Only? So, All right. Wow. That's a small Mormon family. I mean, Latter-day yeah. Saint family. It's exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. I, I went the wrong way. All right. So what they are, they are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Or no, I'm sorry. The members of the Church of Jesus Christ or members of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Now I get it because he, he did it with like... Wait a second. What? You want to break that down? Church of Jesus Christ or Church of Latter-day Saints. Why is it either or? Well, um, I, I would assume because they're in transition. Fair enough. All right. Explain and, to me. And, but, so this is how he said it. He's like, members of the Church of Latter-day Saint and Saint, uh, I'm sorry, members of the Church of Jesus Christ. Okay. That's one, that's one text. Next text. Next text. Next text. Dot, dot, dot of Latter-day Saints. So I think that we're replacing uh, the Church of Jesus Christ with the Church of Latter-day Saints. So you're replacing Jesus Christ with Latter-day Saints. You could say it either way. That's kind of what they are. He said, but the first is the shortest one. So members of the Church of, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if you wanted to keep going, maybe. And then that's a longer thing. Or you could just call them members of the Church of Jesus Christ. That's interesting. You could drop the Latter-day Saints thing. I bet I bet I think outside that's what it is. of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, people would not understand if you said the Church of Jesus Christ. They would not – I don't think that folks would make the connection that the Church of Jesus Christ means I would the purposely Mormons. do that. I would purposely do that. You know why? To confuse people. It would get the conversation going. Okay, maybe that's right? it. And, yeah. and they need that. Ever since the, the South Park episode, I think, screwed them. <laughs> don't you think? I guess. I don't know. I you, was, you I was it, told. Right? I, yeah, I was told that that South Park episode was the best history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> There's a good chance they, they wrote the Book of Mormon. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't the, uh, so I went over, and it was really cool because um, I don't, I, you know. I know some stuff, but I don't, I don't know everything. Yeah. So when I was talking, with them, so I get over there, and so they got the 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 birthing order. All right. Is Paige, the, she's the eldest kid. Okay. And she's already done her mission. She's now back in college. Um, she's great, just wonderful girl. Uh, single. If anybody's out there listening, interested, um, you got to go through Uncle Joe first. And uh, that's not going to work out for you. Animation. And then you got you got Mike. He's my buddy. Um, and we uh, he got a dirt bike. We work on stuff in the garage, this and that. Uh, 
great, great kid. My, uh, Matt is the is the next in line. Um, he's uh, another great dude. Uh, I don't hang out with Matt as much or anything like that. He's definitely like hardcore mountain biking, doing all that fun stuff. Hmm. Um, bit more risk of the of all the kids. I would say Matt is. He's the one that's out there, um, you know, twisting the tricks in the neighborhood on his bikes or whatever the hell he's doing. Uh-huh. He's trying to break a bone. And then I call her Jill Baby, their little girl. When I moved here, she was like three or something, three or four, and uh, wearing like a princess dress. She was doing dress up still at those ages. So cute. Best thing ever. So for me in my whole life, she's going to be this three-year-old little girl. And now she's like as taller, maybe a little taller than her mom. And all this crap. I've been here nine years, about something like that, and uh, I am not accepting her getting older very well. And she's, she's in like seventh grade now, or something. She's Jill baby, yeah, something like so that. So she. I don't. I don't want to acknowledge 12. anything that has to do with her getting older. Nothing. All right. She's Jill baby. So who um, is going on their mission? <clears throat> Mike. Mike and Mike is. So I get over I call. I I I mess up and call him Matt occasionally. He doesn't uh, enjoy that. I bet. Um, but uh, so I did that right off the bat, and I feel bad about it. I'll have to die with that too. <laughs> um, but then, so you got so you got Mike over there. He said he was going to have, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to practice on you. It's, okay. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool, you know. And I'm kind of afraid of exposing some of my thoughts, you know, with him, because Jill Baby's in the house, and I don't want her to hear my thoughts because she's um, she's the most perfect person on the planet, and um, and so. But and he's like, you know, I may have some elders with me, right? Yeah, he warned you ahead of time. Throw me an age for an elder. An elder? <laughs> yeah, like the youngest elder you could think of, or the you know what median age. I don't know, like in the context of, of the Mormon Church. Yeah. Uh, I imagine an elder could be as young as like forties. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so I'm thinking, all right. Their dad's Jeff, mom's Karen. I, I'm going to tell you what. Either the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yeah. are the best people on the planet, bar none, best people, or they're evil and it's all an act because these guys are the best damn people ever. <laughs> Jeff, Karen, the kids, the whole yeah. thing. They're super they nice. Could, they could shut the door and be like kicking puppies, you know. They could be doing that, but I never see it. So I'm yeah. going to go with they're the best people on the whole planet. Yeah. I'm thinking he's going to have some elders. I'm thinking he's going to have some of Jeff's cronies with him, right? Yeah, something some like of, his dad's some of dad's age. buddies. Yeah, dad's buddies are going to be there. So it's going to be Mike, Jeff, a couple dad's buddies there ganging up on me, asking me why I'm not Mormon or trying to – or my stupid beliefs, you know, what the hell. Yeah. And these and elders real quick, yeah. real quick. How old yeah. is Mike? Oh, he just uh he did one semester in college. So he's, he's like twenty. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. And and boys do two years of mission, girls do a year and a half. Okay. And they usually do it at some point, like after high school in college age. Yeah. A lot of them end up going to their freshman semester and then they go to mission for two years and they come back. Okay. So the Mormon colleges, it's real normal that you're a sophomore and you're old for a regular sophomore. Makes know, sense. Yeah. So he went, he went off uh, to, to school, came back, 
fucking genius Mike is. He's a smart kid. Uh, he might be doing that mechanical engineering shit. I forget. He might be trying to be as smart as you. That's know. how you know it's an en- uh, a genius. It's an engineer. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Nope. And so, uh, the, you know. The, Those guys try. start their own podcasts. Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> and so I get over there and I walk in and, and there's a couple kids there, you know, uh, and Mike's there and Jeff's there and stuff. And uh, I'm looking around for the elders, right? Yeah. And I look at their little badges, and Matt's been wearing his for almost two months now because he's he's been he's been in the program for the last couple of months. He's been learning Portuguese, get ready to go to Brazil. You in mean the morning, Mike? He heads out. Mike, did I say Matt? You said Matt. I heard Matt. I could be wrong. We Fuck can't it. let Mike listen. Let, to this. Let's okay. let's say you said Mike. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I do it. So, so he's been um, wearing his badge. He's wearing his badge all this time. When he came over, you know, I was working on the forks and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'd see him. He has his little badge on. I invite him to come riding with us and that he could witness during our little long man breaks that we take. Sure. And uh, um, and then so he could ride with us and stuff. But anyway, he it didn't work out. Um, so then I noticed that them two kids, their badge say elder. So elders are these kids that are doing the missions. Like tw- like twenty year old kids, right? That are that are about to leave on the missions, or have have no, already done like it. Th- these kids, one kid is done February twenty eighth. He goes home. He's done. He got okay. his time in. Yeah. The other dude's been doing it about six months already. He's waiting to still go to uh, Peru, and uh, but um, with the old COVID's restrictions and stuff, the whole Peru um, Latter Day Saints things is kind of uh, on hold. So anyway, he's he's still hoping to go. You know. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, oh. I'm like elders. I'm like, what? What does it take to be an elder around here? Right? Yeah. You, you guys are kids. Tell it to and, me. And uh, and it's basically what <laughs> I was like. Well, you, you know, they kind of ask you if you're ready, and you say yes. They ask you if you're ready to be an elder. Yeah, and you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but it's All also right. part of the program. So you turn into an elder as you, as you prepare to go on mission. You, I believe that you've been, you know preparing for this moment for a long time and doing all your, you know, scout badges type things or whatever they got going on. And, uh, to get, so you're, you're ready at that point, you know? So maybe if you're really defiant and, you know, you don't really want to go on the mission thing, you'd be like, no, but I, I don't know what they do. If that happens. I mean, you want to climb the, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There needs to be a shorthand for that. The church. Of Je- I yep. refuse to say the church of Jesus Christ and leave off the Latter-day Saints parts. So, yeah, me too. That we'll say there's got to just wrap it out. You gotta you gotta think that those Mormons are trying to climb the Mormon ladder, right? Because like the the higher you get in the Mormon hierarchy, the better off you are after you die, right? That you are so lucky, my friend. That is the that's the lesson that they gave me last night. All right, let's have it. Let's get in it. So we let's go get in after and it. They're Pitter like patter. they're like okay. So they profiled me, which is cool. What's that mean? Uh, to know that I'm I'm kind of a you know, engineering type, you know, I didn't do all the learning like you did, but I'm probably mechanically inclined. Debatable Uh, on the learning for myself. Anyway. What? What's that? I said debatable on the learning for myself. Oh, dude, you did some learning. All right. You passed test. You're an engineering type. I'm an an engineering type. I'm definitely a, I'm a top down learner. Um, you, I work out, you know what that is? Nope. Okay. So bottom up, Bottom-up learning is what public schools typically try to do. 
All right. And they give the details and they work their way up to the big picture through details from the bottom, bottom details up. And so a, a top down learner is someone who wants to understand the larger topic, the full scope of the pro the, the, like, you know, give me the umbrella first. And then underneath that, we'll build down into the subtopics and everything else that we'll build into it. Ah. But give me the big construct first. Okay. Give me something to attach all this knowledge to. Because for me, if I don't have attachment places for this, if I don't see where it's going and get the linkage up, it's orphaned knowledge. It's confusing in my mind because I, I have nowhere to put it. And then whenever I'm sitting there learning, and I think I got it and I realize that I don't have it. And it's a different, bigger picture than what I had. That's that's not good either. So all of that in mind, they had a whiteboard and they were going to discuss with me. The lesson we worked on was where did we come from, where are we at and where do we go when we die? Okay. so I'm learned up on that section. All right. So I'm curious about the where did we come from? Like, is that just like the history of of your time on Earth or? Is it? Like I'm, gl- I'm glad you're curious about that because that's the starter part. So I gave you the overall scope of what we're doing. All right. We're going to discuss all that jazz. All right. Laid it and, out for you. And you're going to get me to the details after. And I'm going to get you in the details. We will start with where did we come from? That was, they called it the pre-mortals time. All right. And where, so picture this. All right. You've got. Not necessarily, I think, a physical state, like we're all on a, we're all embodying a body, and we're Uh all on like a planet sort of thing like we have now. Okay. Picture it more of a, uh, maybe an ethereal sort of thing. Is that the right good word for that one? I'm I'm nervous about my big words around you. Um, So let's say we're all, I, I was saying like beings or entities or whatever, that kind of thing is what I was saying. There's really no age for that sort of thing. When you're a spiritual sort of critter, okay, you're not. Yeah, you're not a baby or whatever. You're just you're you're a uh, spiritual thing. Okay, so you got to get. We're, we're so locked into time, you know, here on this on this earth time. So anyway, so you're over there. Let's say you got that, and you know, hey, God's God's the God's the boss of this crap, right? And so at that time too, and but you do have hierarchies of these uh, of these beings. And um, Jesus is a pretty high ranking. He's like right up there at the top. You got right. that feller. You got that feller, uh, Lucifer. Uh-huh. He's also kind of high, just like the Christian faith teaches you, like good California boy, like you are. You learned all that good stuff. Nope. Okay, never mind then. Nope. <laughs> so you got Lucifer was always an angel, like Jesus was. That uh, or yeah, yeah. No, Lucifer was always an angel. Depending on how you believe, whether that God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost are three different critters or one critter, that's two different ways to think of it. Okay. I think who gives a damn (laughs) that essentially it's three different roles to be played, whether it's three different indies or not. I don't care. You know, I have a solid belief that humans have no damn clue what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, so it's all a lot of like faith and what a speculation and all this crap constructing sure. these stories. So, yeah. anywho, but the but the uh, members of the long name that we don't want to talk about, um, the members. Let's just say the members. So the, the members, members um, they they see them as three different critters, 
And so God's there and God's like, yo, 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 listen up. All right. I got an idea. And so he spells it out to everybody. They're all, they, you know, they all listen. They don't sure. do it like at your work where people keep fucking clicky clacking on their keyboards and stuff. Everybody listens. Yeah. Boom. Everybody's listening. Even the top dogs, the Jesus, the Lucifers, and all these other folks like that, the influencers, you know, the ones that got podcasts. Sure. And you got, then you got all the regular creators like us out there. And they're all like, they stop. They listen. God's like, all right, all right, all right, all right listen. I want all y'all. I believe he said that. I want, or she did. I believe she said, I want all y'all to get a little what I got. You know? This is Old Testament kind of talk. You might not be, you know, be following me. I want all y'all to be like me, have all this happiness, all this love, this joy, this pureness of state, this higher level like I am. All right? And everybody's like, all right, you know? Okay. Like all at the same time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're down. We're down. Everybody's nodding. Yeah. Yeah, they're in it. So so God's like, all right, all right, all right. Now, listen, I need you all to hear me out because this is a long one, man. Just listen. Stick with me. All right? I was like, all right, all right. So they kind of relax a little bit. All right, all right. He spells it out. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to crack me off an earth. All right? We're going to make an earth. <laughs> Just crack so, one off. I'm going to crack off an earth, all right? That's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to take y'all. We're going to form a big old line, all right? There's going to be a big old line. And you're going to come across. Yeah, line up, line a up. A line of all these ethereal beings. Yeah, nuts to butt. All right. Right? Okay. So you got this long-ass line. So this is part of the story. They're all sitting there listening right now. They're not in the line. Yeah. But God's letting them know. There's going to be a line, all right? Okay. So, you, so we're going to line it up, all right? And we're going to go through. Two passages, all right? There's going to be a veil, and then there's going to be a birth. You're going to be in the earth, all right? You're going to get a body all right. at that time. Uh-huh. So the veil helps you, removes your, your, your recollection of all what I just told you, everything going on, all this that's over here. That's why none of us remember that stuff. Okay. Right? Or you probably do. But anyway... None of us remember that stuff because of the veil, right? Boom. You got the birth. You guys are going through that. You know what I'm talking about with the birth. We're we're close. Yeah, you're getting there. And then you're gonna now you're gonna have this life on earth. You're gonna earth, sorry. Earth. You're gonna have this life on earth. You're gonna learn things. You're gonna have trials, tribulations. You're gonna learn what it means to hurt. You're gonna learn what it means to love. You're gonna have all that, right? Everybody's got a little different script to run. But, you know, God, like they say, he's got all figured out and all this stuff. Right? You know, what our mission is. Really. So, they say. so anyway, now, when you get done with your time on earth, all y'all going to die. That yeah. body's going to die. It's going to fail you. It's gonna, you're going to hit a tree on your dirt bike. Something's going to happen. You're going to transition from the earth. You're going to go to the spirit world. All right? Okay. All right. So you're at the spirit world now. Yeah. That long old line is draining boom boom veil birth veil birth death veil birth death spirit world starting to bank up people now right yeah banking up banking up we're waiting for the second coming of the savior because there's while you're on the earth we're going to have the first one 
All right. We haven't named who that's going to be yet. I'm telling you the dang story here. I'm laying it out. All right. All right. You ready? While everybody's on the earth and we're boom, we're cycling through. We're cycling through. Some of y'all is going to die before the first coming of the Savior. Boom, boom, boom. You go. There'll be a second one. When there's a second coming, two things are going to happen pretty much simultaneously. You're going to have the resurrection, right? And then you're going to have judgment. I believe that's right. I think I use resurrection right. But anyway, you're going to have that. You're going to have judgment. At judgment time, this is what we're going to do. All right? While you're in the spirit world, you get a chance to become a better God follower. Let's say, let's say you, let's say, let's say, listen, listen. You're on this earth, right? You went true to veil. You got the birth. You're here right now. Let's say back when you were back there with God, you're a God follower. You uh-huh. get over here and you think you're smarter than that shit. You're not following that gospel. You're not doing the church thing. But you're a pretty good guy. Okay. You recycle, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I recycle. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm sort a pretty your good recycling guy from the trash or whatever compost you got. Sure. You got all that, right? All right. So, unquestionably, good dude. When, you, when you're in the spirit world, you can get over there and we're like, all right. <laughs> you had that veil thing and yeah, God couldn't show himself to you and all that. You're like, Ooh, don't believe in the God. Well, Hey, you believe it now, don't you? And you're like, yeah, for sure. Cause you're in the spirit world. Cause now, you know, the God thing's all true, right? It's all, right. it's all right. It's all coming back to me. You can hit the books and I know you know how to hit the books and you can get to be a better God follower at that time. You can work up the ranks. You know what I'm saying? In the spirit world, in the spirit world while you're there, right? You're in the spirit world right now. All right. And you're and you're knocking out the test. You're hitting the books. You're doing the deeds. You're doing whatever the hell they say, right? Yeah. So when the second coming comes, when the judgment comes, put down your pencils. It's over. Put down your pencils. Everybody, put down your pencils. Now we get to see how good are you. More uh, sorry. Members are only judged on how good they are. There's shades of good. All right. There's three. There's three different shades of good for you. Only three. All right. Shit, man. There's yeah, fifty yeah. shades of gray. So. Right, right, right. They they simplify all that. All right. All right. So, you got the high earth or the high heaven. That is a literal. Select that. That is a literal thing. You get back into a body again. You get your two stroke back. I I, I cleared that up with them. Okay. All, all the time, spirit. Well, you ain't got a two stroke. There's no, there's no trails. There's nothing. While you know, you're, you're studying. Just, while you're, while you're cracking. Yep. So top earth or top, top dogs with this stuff. You get a body back. You don't have all the woes. You don't have them hurting knees you got and all that stuff you got. You got that good body. You got the good earth or the good area, whatever the hell that is. We didn't get into it because that was like, you know, advanced studies. But that's where those guys go. Then you got your ones that are pretty good. Solid, solid performers, right? Maybe that's Max, you know, or something like that. So, boom, Max gets to go in the Middle Earth area. Probably going to have probably running water and stuff, but, you know, there's going to be issues with the with the electricity or something. So you're going to there in the Middle Earth or the Middle middle Existence, Middle Heaven. And then you got Lower Heaven, all right? This is what I'm thinking Lower Heaven is. 
It's all four strokes. You know? All right. I think I think Middle Heaven is all four strokes. I bet they have quads. I bet uh and I ran this across Max. He 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 let me know side by sides have their own special place. So there's no side by sides, even in the bottom heaven. Okay. Middle heaven, I think at that place, it's all dirt bikes, but there's four strokes. Okay. And and, and some two strokes, but they don't run that great because you weren't that good of a god person, right? Maybe so they you were got the some like. Yeah, maybe they, like the early TPI. Yeah. Yeah, early TPI, or you got rich ass jetted two strokes. Sure. Bogging right off the throttle, all that jazz, right? Clogged air That's filters. Clogged air filters like Max's. Yeah. Yep. And so that's who's in the middle area. Trails aren't that well groomed. Probably not documented. They're, you know, you don't, you know, you know, you don't know. People are yeah. saying they're hard. They're not hard. That's that middle area. Top area though, all nice trails. They're all set up and groomed. There's no fucking poking sticks at your eyes. When they come and cut the trees that have fallen, they don't do it right at the trail. They cut another six or so inches away. Yeah. Right. They're not knee banging you and stuff. Right. Sure. That's top heaven. All two strokes. All two strokes. No four strokes. Alone. Maybe a Stark Varg in there. Could be a Stark Varg up there. <laughs> that's definitely, that's coming. I think there's going to be some Stark Varg. So that would be it. Top heaven will be Stark Vargs and sweet, crisp ass two strokes. Middle area is just going to be shitty two strokes and whatever four strokes are. I don't, I'm not real sure. And then down below is just four strokes and they have quads down there. Right? It's all double track. There's no single tracks. Okay. It's all double track trails. Yeah, it sucks. So anyway, that's what happens. That's the that's the whole journey. All right. All right. So God lays it out, right? He lays it. We're just laying out the plan. We didn't do this. We're just laying yeah. out the damn plan. Yeah. And he's like, all right, all right, that's it. What do y'all think? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. So he's like, look, this is what I need. This is what I need. I need somebody that's gonna step up, go to that earth, be the savior that shows up. Now it's gonna suck for you. All right. If you take this mission, it's going to suck for you. The damn Jews are going to kill you in the end. Spoiler alert. All right. So that's going to happen. Then you're going to die. All right. You're going to go unaccounted for for a bunch of days. Right. Boom. You're going to come back to life. And then you're going to ascend to heaven, whatever you do. Alive. Right. Nobody's done that before. This, nobody's done this before. He's saying None of this has ever happened. None of this is ever going to happen again. You're going to be the first and the only. You got to do that, right? And then you got to come back after we file all these some bitches through and they all get their learnings and they get, you know, they're, they're better beings on the other side and they're ready for this, some of this. They're ready for some of this high order shit. Yeah. This pure love, this good happiness, right? So Jesus is like, I got that. I'll take it. Me. Pick me, guy. Me. Pick me. He took one step forward, right? Everybody else just stood there. Boom, Jesus got it. He's like, all right. All right. A little Jesus, mentally unstable. All right. Right, right. Yeah. Jesus, you're up. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, he got it. He got the he got the job. Lucifer's like, Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You know, I'm this is how I'm picturing. I'm picturing Jesus like, boom, hits hits him with the hand, knocks the Lucifer back a little bit. Steps up, right? <laughs> Lucifer had it. He got the Lucifer's jump. Lucifer's trying him. to steal the thunder. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's trying. L- Lucifer got the jump. He was clearly a half step ahead. Jesus 
uh, hits him with the hand, yeah. steps up, God's like, oh, yeah, we'll take Jesus, right? The loser <laughs> is like, you motherfuckers. Son of a right? bitch. You son of bitches. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Who's with me? All right? You heard about that, Earth. You heard about all that. Who don't want to do that? Come with me. Right? Let's get this going. Yeah. And God's looking at all that stuff. He's like, all right, all right. I didn't see it. I didn't see this happening, you know? I had plans for you, Lucifer. You was an angel. You was a good guy. Now that you done talk shit on my boy Jesus and got all this separation, everybody all up in the arms and stuff, y'all, you out of here. All y'all, you line up with Lucifer, you out of here. There's a number on this. You ready? All right. You like numbers, right? Numbers is good. Yeah, you could live with them or not. Two-thirds went with God and Jesus. All right. Seemed third like of them even numbers. Bitches. Yeah, you know. Well, that's probably like 34%. They All right. One-third. So, you know, because they weren't good at math back then. So the uh, um, numbers weren't like they are now. Oh, all right. That's yeah. the early gen numbers. That makes sense. Yeah, first, yeah. first yeah, gen. Yeah. Right. That was before metric. Or yeah. Something. So anyway, so them early numbers, about one third ish, they went with Lucifer. They're now cast out to what's called the outer regions. All right. All right. We're not going to call it hell up in here. So they're all outer region area. That's where if you really go bad, right, in this life or in the spirit world. You could get cast out to that. But I'm telling you right now, everybody on this earth right now, we're part of that two-thirds. They're all destined for a heaven. Four strokes, maybe. If you're that damn dumb. Yeah. Right? Or you could be in Stark Varg, a two-stroke heaven, loving it. You know? Kyle will be there. (laughs) You know? All that. So, anyway. And so... That's how you end up with this idea of where we came from, the separation of the good, and the good of the ones filing through the earth. Yeah. You're all destined for heaven because you decided back then that you were ready to accept this hardening, to advance yourself as a spirit being, to get closer to God, be more godlike. Ain't nobody going to be God, all right? Be more godlike so that you can kind of move up. The, the chain there, the evolution. Because the Mormon thing is very rank rank order, very like high, medium, low, you know, I, I, I you know, whatever they got to do to be that, that's what they're working on, is to be at that two-stroke Starkvard. And I understand it when you put it like that. Sure. You so then that third, though, that decided to go with uh, the Satan figure. Yeah. They're just over there fucking off, like sitting on their hands floating around in space or what? No, man. He like that's why they didn't really get this for the but I, I feel I feel like I'm educated enough to fill this in at this point. Yeah. This is what he did. I think he did one of them fancy like airbender moves where he was like he got his arms kind of swirling uh-huh. and he went both hands, right? Went whoosh and boom, they all just got just blown back into the outer regions. Because the uh, the members faith is very like tied up with our uh like the 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 essence of the you know the understanding of the universe the stars the moon you know the planets and all that fun stuff it's very grounded in that sort of a thing and so whenever you talk about getting in the outer regions this would be in the 
outside the universe, sort of the dark, cold area outside of of the the life and stuff of the universe. Huh. That's where they are. He's like, "Fuck off, PHUK." I didn't cuss. Interesting. Yep. And so, boom, they're gone. All right, so they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. So really, they're not really messing with us right now. Like, the Christian faith wants to think that there's demons running around and tempting you and fucking with you. The members have an answer for that. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to mess up the word. Anyway, it's this notion of, of, of being compliant and followership and not. And kind of going back and forth. Sort of the good and the bad. You know, the yin and the yang of this. And that's kind of what you teeter on. And that's the challenges you have in the daily life. Staying the course. Getting to the Stark Varg two-stroke. Putting in the work. Paying the money. Doing the time. You know, all Sunday. Every Sunday. You can't do anything other than be part of the church. 100%. Like, Mike can't go ride with us on Sunday. Mike can't go do a, a mountain bike race. Mike can't go do a dirt bike race. See, blah, blah, blah. Because he's got to be all church, all that thing on Sunday. He could have done it Saturday, though, if we had any of that stuff going on Saturdays. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so then they're telling you this whole story. Yeah. That's training. It's, it's truth. Right. It's they're true. telling you all these things. And, mm-hmm. and okay, so what was – what's next in their pitch? Like the, the practice that he's doing is telling yeah. you this story, which, you know – I got to be yeah. honest is, you know, it, it sucks you in because it's a big elaborate story. Even your retelling of it, I'm sure it was a lot more animated than what they did, but they uh, might've stuck to a harder script than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> God wasn't as hip as the one I put on. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So they got, they tell you this, they tell you all this stuff and then, then where do yeah. they proceed? Like, what is, where's the punchline of, oh, so like sign the dotted line here to join our, our group or whatever. Right. Oh, I don't think there's a big barrier to entry on this one. I don't think it's that bad. I think they're. I think they got a lot of open slots. So um, they they tell you the story though. Then then so where did they go from there? There's a bunch more stories. So for the mission folks, the the elders, the kids mm-hmm. that are out there, um, he's got. Dude, it's an on number. It's either five or seven. I know right. how you are particular about numbers. I'll get with you which one's right. Sure. Um, because that that means shit. Yeah. I'm surprised we're not breaking up right now. Figuring it out. But anyway, so I got the the little pamphlet that covered this information and a little bit more. I I didn't get a chance to read it. And I got their card if I want to follow up and have those two guys that are missioning in this area come back and go over any of the other uh, trainings and messages that they have to give. They're trained to give those five to seven or whatever it is. Um, And that's what they go do during the mission is they do. So the other ones get a little bit more specific about – what it is that your um, your curiosities are, what your challenges are, whatever. And I think that this this message here is a pretty good one where wherever you key in on, they've got a deeper dive in that area. They got a deeper dive on the pre-Earth. They got a deeper dive in the after-Earth and all that jazz here on Earth. They got a lot of stuff for here on Earth. Uh, I think that's where the majority of them are because that's kind of where we are and that's where a lot of people's challenges are, right? Uh, with buying a Stark Varg, affording it after they put the hundred bucks down, you know that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and so you know God can help with all that. And so anyway, the uh, so yeah, that's where that's where the, the I could invite them back. Those two kids, uh, elders, partly, pardon me, 
to come back and uh and and go over those other ones with me and i'm like yeah way away by the phone um <laughs> so because you know and actually if they were over here at my house then i would go through all my ideas with them because i did ask them some of the questions that i normally have like uh about you know where we are with sort of the the modern uh um psychoanalyst and where we are with where we think we are and and what what makes up us as a as an entity that we're not just one one thing one spirit we're actually several entities that are that are either um at peace with each other and in balance or we're not and what it is that the balance issues are kind of makes up your own dysfunctionality blah 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 and this notion that you're one, you know, then you're one spirit from back in the in the pre pre mortal times, through it's like, hey, when you when you look at where the modern you know psychological science is sort of stuff is, you know, whatever that is, um, and their their thoughts on that, how does that rationalize out with where you guys are? So I I hit them a little bit, but I, I let them go. Uh, Jeff kind of helped with that one for those guys because, you know, they're only twenty year old kids. So. Yeah. Okay, so let me what see if I do? can summarize their their whole. Yeah, let's are, see how you did. Let's test you. How'd you do? What do they What do they call this? Like, on the mission, what do they call the event when they're sitting down with somebody and and talking to them? What do they call? You know that? what i I call it witnessing. I don't know that they gave. I don't know that they would really dissent from that much. That it is actually that would be called witnessing when you go around. Yeah. You're definitely sharing the gospels. You're spreading like any normal Christianity things, you're spreading the light. Um the Jesus as a savior, the pathway to the spirit world into heaven that it was provided by Jesus. They have a more, you know, this this longer elaborate pre-mortal story on how Jesus got selected and how Lucifer had descent and there was actually a one-third dissenting group so they're so i think it does tie back to our idea that you know like with the COVID shit right not everybody would get vaccinated we got to about 30 so we got about 60 something percent vaccination pretty easily to go past that about two-thirds you have a problem we have we have an issue as a human you know as a species getting 100 percent compliance i think we're pretty good at two-thirds though so hmm. that rule kind of applied over to where they were too and uh and so you know those guys got uh airbender moved out yeah but yeah bam all right so yeah so that was kind of interesting so that that sort of stuff i think is someone at the doorstep you're like yeah that calculates you know i, I do the math that tracks know? yeah that tracks okay reese reese do the math and you'll be like that checks out two-thirds yep yeah two-thirds i was thinking i was trying to relate this to the 80 20 raws like thinking, can i round 66 up to 80 that's a pretty yeah. steep round but I could see it's it. It's a hard. That's a hard. But if you went from metric to standard, you, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, let me whoop out my metric. There's different numbers. And... Those are all different numbers. Completely different numbers. Yeah. All right. So sounds like to me that the way they do this witnessing thing is is when they're on their missions, they're going around, they're knocking on people's doors, they bring, they're yes. coming in. And and they gauge they they start with maybe that overall overall tale that that you just retold so vividly, dude. Um, it was awesome. It was on point. So they start with that story, yes, sir. And then any point of that story where uh, folks want more information, 
they the 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 members will then contact the other members who are most familiar or more elder in that point of uh, the story to return on you a You know what? A... No. This is the deal. When you're assigned a neighborhood and a section of like a city or whatever else when you're on your mission, yeah. That's your beat. If you go back, you 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 go back. Oh, so you and go and get it... learned and yeah. come back. Yeah, so if you're sitting there and you present them with your challenges and your whatever, you go back to your your more senior members that run this stuff with all these folks, and they're like, ah, ah, gotcha, gotcha. Hit them with this, hit them with that, do this, yeah. do that, read this scripture, read that scripture, get grounded in that, get grounded in this. So the whole time you're out there, you're you're engaging with people, you're getting questions, you're going back as a member you're looking it up. You're finding your reinforcements. You're getting your stuff back, and you go back and you repitch. So during that whole time, as a person, as as a member yourself, it's used to reinforce, relearn, really deep dive. You got like he's got 22 months over there, yeah. Of go of from 6:30 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. All he does is that. You're either doing it, researching, preparing. But you do nothing that's your own between 6.30 and 10.30. For two years. Yep. 22 months. He's been, he's been over there in his house, locked in the basement. He's learned Portuguese in six weeks. Enough to do a Portuguese prayer with us and be ready to go speak to people in Portuguese in Brazil in six weeks. Wow. He's a smart kid, but the other kids have also been doing He said some are struggling, but like I said Mike is a... Well, he's potentially an engineer, so I mean, they can do anything. Right. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, except for understand when you say his, it, they, and you get, you know, then it's like stop. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. So you, I can't understand it when you start using like those vague pronouns. Yeah, I, I, I really thought I'd be pissed off by now. <laughs> Talk, t- talking to you. <laughs> I haven't said waste of time once, Joe. You haven't. And I'm out of wine, uh, so I can't even drink to that. I got you have some water though. I have some water here, and I have my cooler, so more water. <laughs> okay, all right. So let me let me let me back up. Let me get this straight again. All right. So oh, we're still on the member thing. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm trying drill to in get this, auger get this straight. So I can't. I can understand how you could have a damn question. I know you how were so well, clear. How well, I, how well, well I, I mean, like, isn't this how it works? This is how the whole system works. I have questions and then they go get, get learned and they come back and answer my questions. But then at that point exactly. I'm like, nah, I don't give a fuck anymore. See ya. Exactly. Yeah. I'm good with my son. Yeah. So what, 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 what questions might you have? My All friend? right. So Let's see if I can answer it last night though. So they, yes, so they gave you that whole story and then, then what happened? No, oh, those two kids had to rush off to another thing. Okay, I think so I, the... I think I kind of, I think I kind of made them late. Okay. Because they're, they're so damn questions. nice. Yeah. And I was asking some stuff. And yeah, yeah, I think I kind of ran there. Yeah, so we kind of got to wrap up. Yeah, poor guys. <laughs> they probably had to jump on bicycles, right? Because they don't give them fucking wheels. They, right. You know, they don't give them two strokes. No two strokes. Not even no. four strokes. Stark barge is out of the question. I'd walk. Yeah. All right. So so they told you the story, and then they yep. had to bounce. That was the whole thing? That was basically that was just it. practicing they, they, telling that so story? I, I, right. I think it, what the thing was is like for Matt, uh, Mike. Damn it. For Mike. You know what? I bet it was real close. He got the name Matt. Yeah. I bet it was touch and go. But uh, 
So, yeah, so for Mike to see it go, see the drawing that they did, how they delivered it, you know, uh, things like that. And they, they were okay. They still kind of made, you know, a little bit of stumbles and, and on what they called the the different areas, which I, I'm not giving you the, the great names because that's not how I work. And um, for the for the different, um, the you know, where I was calling the different heavens, they call them somethings that are different than what I said. And But you know what? I didn't do the study and then I'm not doing the, the you know, so that's cool. Um, their terminology is a little different. Uh, I, I touched all the, you know, all the essence of the areas, but, um, yeah, I think it was just one of those things. Mike pitched in and answered a couple of questions, but I really believe now that after I got through with it, I, and that it was really a thing for him to be there as an elder, a three, you know, part of these guys, the three dudes and, um, and be a little bit a part of it, but kind of be able to watch their delivery and how they handled it. And, um, and, and, you know, deal with whatever that I presented. Um, I thought that they, I thought it was going to be more of a real visit and that they were really going to, you know, kind of work me over like the, like the members normally do. Right. So those poor, the, those poor kids, the, the elders mostly told the story then. And Mike was mostly observing. He was kind of shadowing. And Mike's an elder. Also, you can't slight that of him. Mike's an elder. All right. So the other elders whose names yeah. I don't know. Right. Elder were, one, elder two. Elder one and elder two were, were mostly doing the talking, and Mike yeah. answered some questions you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was the gist of that. All right, so then, all right, well, I you know that and that's and that's really about all, all it is. I, I you know, and I actually put it, the pitch in there too that I said you know because I'm I'm kind of interested in a in a prior Mormon uh, member mobile, and uh, I was like, if you guys have anybody that has one of those member vans. Member yeah. minivans, the fifteen passenger yep. uh, minivans that they have, or the you know the suburbans or whatever that they have. I'm like, if you guys got somebody that their kids are older, they went to college, they don't need those things anymore. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see it. We'll see if that returns any gold right there. Everybody, because you know me, I, I I want one that doesn't run. I, I want one that sure. has issues. I want yeah. to pull it back from the edge of death. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and you like a project? I do project their projects projects yeah projects. yeah yeah that's what i'm looking forward to so we'll huh. see how that goes okay interesting but that was that so uh uh i had them other topics though you want you want to move on to other topics you did have them other topics yeah okay so that those might be a little heavy for a, for a uh, you know the end of this episode it's not the end i mean it doesn't have to be the end um all Dude, right so you got you, other topics you, are you me. are you joe rogan like or not <laughs> Definitely not. I don't think I have the stamina built up yet that Rogan's got. Has has uh, has torso crapped on the floor yet? No, man, she's sacked out. Yep. Is Alyssa in the house waiting for you to give her all that attention? Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. Let's crack on. All right. So what else you got for me? I want to talk to you about the thing you haven't mentioned that you're dying to figure out how to say it. How'd I get so damn skinny? That's one. Yep. I also like talk to you about a couple of the books I listened to. I tried to get some more scuttle on the Atomic Habits book. Okay. And I tell you this, I probably can't give you a lot of details in that, and I'd encourage you to go uh, read or listen to it your damn self. Yeah. If you want more details than I can remember, but I can get on with what uh, my takeaway is and where I'm going with it. All right. So, so yeah, give me give me the, the two rundown. categories would be Noom. The app that I'm using to get skinny. Yep. And then and actually change my uh, 
my my kind of my relationship with food is kind yeah. of they're, they're kind of a they want to be like a psychological sort of app makes sense atomic habits i really don't want to get into the stoicism bullshit but i am okay with calling some of the early psychoanalysts pervs and i think they set us back and now i understand modern psychology is about proving where freud was wrong and some of the mother ass clowns uh, that <laughs> yeah. I don't know their names right now that um those guys are weirdos man i'm listening to another book called denial of death yeah and uh and that's where they go through um they kind of paint you know where uh kind of explaining our uh, psychobabble profiles and, and like this idea of um, it gets real ugly on the idea of the relationship that we see our moms as with and, and how it comes from their like their genitalia and like how that's different. It's, it's such a guy centric conversation. Interesting. The early, the early psychoanalyst stuff. And, uh, and there's a lot of like resentment and like shame and all this jazz. It's, it's, I'm like, what the? It sounds like someone's projecting some of their own emotions onto the rest of the That's the what I'm species. saying. The early cats were a bunch of bird dogs that were messing around. So I, I want to get a little deeper in that before we really talk too far. But I, I just, I, I can't, I definitely can't help to, to in the very beginning to say, to call a bunch of bullshit on um on that stuff but I, I know that came out of a lot talking to a lot of folks i know that you can dig and reinforce your thoughts or ideas with data any way you really choose to because i do that daily and so um yeah i think those guys are are it's a bunch of horseshit and i'm glad to hear that people are on it to change that <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a little relaxed. And then the other one, let's see, the other uh, book that I've been listening to lately, I'm, let's see, pull this thing. Oh, um, ob- The Obstacle is the Way is the one that is sort of, is by Raleigh, uh, Ryan Holiday. Um, that one I've listened to a couple times. That's that's the Stoicism one. Yeah, okay. the Den- Denial of Death and Atomic Habits. Those are the ones that I, Atomic Habits had the biggest change for me on a, um, on a, uh, on what I'm doing right now with life. Noom has had a big impact with me. Uh, an earlier book, you know, the, the two meals, two meals a day with Mark Sisson, uh, the bomber mafia. That was okay. Since I'm an air force guy, when prophecy fails, that was another one that I listened to recently. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's, let's, yeah. let's get into I, one I think of them atomic hammocks and nooms. Is yeah. Let's, let's get into atomic habits. So, so give me, yeah, Give me the overview of that, and then and yep. then tell me how 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 you've been uh, you know getting in touch with some of those things. Getting in it. Let's hit the uh, let's kind of hit the, the top down learner, right? Let's do that. Um, okay. So I don't know if I am gets, or not, but it sounds good. Yeah, you 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 function fine with it. The um, kind of getting into it. The, he has uh, uh, you know teeny changes make a big difference. He kind of talks about that going to get you because it's the atomic habits is really setting you up to make new habits believe in habits believe in the system not the goal and how to break old habits that are that are that are bad or or conflict with where you're trying to go okay so they they first attack it with the fundamentals of 
why teeny changes make a difference. And, uh, and when I turned it back on, it was, uh, you know, earlier, I kind of listened a little bit, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, some analogies were put out there on the, you know, the notion of, um, all the work that it could take to raise an ice cube from, you know, 20 degrees to 31 degrees. All right. And really you're not going to see any of the results of your work. Um, until you hit 32 <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start to see the results of the work. So that's kind of that side of, um, process, crank, 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 and, and maybe you're not going to see the real benefit for a minute, but if you stick with the process, blah, 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 right. They kind of set that up in the beginning. Okay. Um, they have the th- section called the first law, uh, make it obvious. Um, Best way to start a new habit. Motivation is overrated. Something the secret is to self-control. Second law, uh, make it attractive. Third law, make it easy. Fourth law, make it satisfying. Um, they kind of had advanced ta- uh, tactics. Uh, how to go from being merely good to being truly great. Um, then a conclusion, the secret to uh, results that last. So, that's kind of the outline of the book, how they walk it through. I kind of like it, you know, all books and, and, you know, they spend a good amount of time, the shittier the book, the more they spend the time selling you on how it's a great idea. Yeah. And, um, change your mind, change your something was another one that I, that the guy spent so much time trying to convince you how this was a great idea. You knew right away it's bullshit. And so, um, (laughs) so anyway, so with this one, he gets into it a little bit. Pretty cool dude that wrote it. Uh, had a head injury as a younger, younger feller, uh, probably high schoolish, um, was going to be probably, a, a in line to be a great, she's sort of baseball athlete, uh, okay. sports ball. This is sports, sports ball, ball stuff. Sports ball yeah. stuff. And, uh, I assume he, I assume since he was a great athlete, he rode two strokes. Must've. Yeah. All great yeah, athletes. It only makes sense. Only makes sense. Yeah. Two strokes. He would have ridden so, a Stark uh, Varg had, had they been out. Yeah. Had that been available. Right. We'll still see if that's a, a, a scam or if that's going to come about. Yeah. So the uh, so he goes in that, and then he was like, all right, to really make it, right, because he had these good you know, setback and challenges. He's like, had to double down on my processes, had to okay. double down on what I was doing um, to make it out. They touch on very early. This is what makes a big difference for me is is on your identities. It really it start in my mind – you can read the book, come up with what you want. In my mind, it all starts there. And so identities. Your identities that you have. Okay. Your identity or really identities is definitely encouraged to have more than one. Yeah. It's also it's also encouraged that your identities are um are not, you know, too too large in scope and all in, all encompassing all encompassing because uh identities change or, or or the fail or whatever happens and then you'll you'll have other other identities to, to sort of fall on. What you do with that, and he gives a, a pretty good example in the first half of a smoker, and or two smokers. One of them says, um, "I'm trying to quit," and uh, one of them says to themselves, "I'm a non-smoker." And so the person that says they're trying to quit identifies as a smoker, trying to stop. The okay. person that says they're a non-smoker has a new identity of being a non-smoker. And what the hell does a non-smoker have to do with buying cigarettes, going smoking, or doing any of this trash? Because non-smokers don't do that. 
Yeah. So it was a, it was a, so to me, what I did then, cause I'm kind of a spreadsheet guy and I'm a process breakdown, take action sort of feller. Um, I, I went to define my identities. All right. And as a, um, experienced individual as I am fit in the turn 52 solid anchored in the 51st year of my life. Um, I, I was looking at, I've had a lot of identities over time. Um, so I went to, you know what, let me, let me pull it up. Young Jamie. Let's see here. Uh, no, I wouldn't use that browser. Use the other one. It'll take me just a second. So I, I got a, I got a Google sheet going and I started outlining my identities. So I did a first slide. Um, <laughs> I have a first slide. Let's see here. Growth planning. Okay. Titled the sheet. Can we do screen sharing in this stinky app? Yeah. Yeah. You can do a screen share. I think it's in the three dots or no, sure it does uh, it's the little rectangle with the up arrow. Yeah, mine's a downer. Microsoft Teams would like to record this computer screen. What? Uh, it's not going to record it so much. It's just gonna oh, it's show a it screen recording. Hold on a second. Let me see if I'm just wrong. Share desktop. I think that's sure. it. Okay, so forget about it. I'm going to have to just give it to you my words. So my title screen, like any good, you know, but slide deck has title screen. Grow or die. And I was like, uh, being my best intentionally. So next slide, who are you? Identities in the forefront. So I was looking to identify five-ish identities that I'm going to focus on. And I ended up at seven. Okay. The Five and seven, right? It's been a common thing. So anyway, um, six, who does six, right? Five and so, seven. Um, five or seven. So I got seven on here. So senior director of product development. That's my current title. All right. Um, the next one was software development manager. Um, those are two identities. The reason why I'm doing the software development manager, senior director, you know, product development, that's what I am. Um, I have that team today. There is some things about that identity that I need to work on and I need right. to identify. I need to expand on. Software development manager is something that I, I, I have not been before. I wasn't a software developer, but all my engineers are software developers. So to be a good leader of software developers, I need to have a bit of an identity about a software development manager. And uh, I, I thought, and so I wanted to expand on that a little bit. A DevOps manager, I do have that role within my team. And that is slightly different than a software development manager. All right, so then I get into some of the stuff that this a little more. Uh, master's athlete. My my area is going to be enduro racer and CrossFit type, but a master's athlete. That's different than for me looking forward. I need to have that sort of an identity, and I think that I will approach fitness and things different as a master's athlete than I do as like a high school you know bang in the gym football player kind of person that I used to be. Masters um, athlete. Yeah, masters athlete. So I want to, I want to, I want to identify and 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 become a master athlete. Okay. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, I think I'll, I'll do nothing but get older. So I think it's safe. Um, yeah. Outdoor enthusiast is another identity. Um, my sixth one is father, husband, and best friend. So I grouped them together. I think that that's an identity. And then world traveler is my final identity. So then I did a slide for each identity and broke down what they mean. All so right. I do not have a slide for the director of um, 
whatever the hell I am today. I did one for software development, uh, ops dev, and the master's athlete enduro racer. So I'll spare you the other two. But essentially what I'm doing with those, especially the one that's new to me, the software development manager, is, let's see here. I had uh, current on development patterns, tools, and standards. That's what someone that would be uh, undeniably a software development manager. Okay. Um, grounded in the business direction, intent, and requirements. That The business that I'm in the business that I'm working for, that I'm trying to steer software development to get their objectives done, grounded in that business direction, intent and requirements. Uh, skills in the trade, tools, languages, practices. I can actually do a little software development myself. I can step in the shoes of one of my developers. Uh, understand and promotes career development of software engineers. Something I need to get better at there. Demonstrates leadership in the direction of software development. So if that is what I would, so if I ran into someone and I'm talking with them and they sort of had those five kind of traits going on, I'm like, hey, I bet you're a software development manager. And like, nope, mechanical engineer. We do everything. And so uh, <laughs> they always get you, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so I did that with software. So that's kind of the theme with them, right? So okay. the master's athlete, enduro racer, CrossFit guy, uh, endurance development is consistent and challenging. Focus on long-term growth and injury avoidance is is one sort of thought. That's That would be a master's athlete to me. Skill building and sport intelligence growth. So master's athletes are probably focusing on those kinds of things, not being able to like grunt it out with youth and, and whatever, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, diet Diet fuels the training and event performance. So I get really fixated on my, I, I start to hone in on my diet so that it works for me, works for what I'm trying to do. I'm not working against myself with diet because I don't really have youth on my side to do that anymore. And then rest is consistent. I think a master athlete is going to be very concerned about their rest and get that practice down. So that's all I have right now. Now the expression, I'm an enduro racer, I'm a CrossFit athlete. Um, those are the things that I, um, you know, those are the results of being a master athlete. That's why I throw them on those dimensions. But so what I'm going to do with that. So my intent right now for each one of those sections, that's all the further I've gotten. My next intent then is to take each one of those and sort of grade myself on strengths and weaknesses and look to embellish on my strengths and, and, and address some of the weaknesses that I have that I feel like keeps me from being uh, truly one of those, those facets. It's going to be anywhere from taking classes with languages, doing you know the online learning, the actual practical on hands, maybe do some projects at work, to um, going with the new map to get my diet and stuff back under control and understood well, um, you know, under some of these areas. So that that's going to be the notion is to break down each one of these. So take the time to define and define to, for me what it means, the dimensions of what that thing is. Then take those and examine what does it mean to live those. Then in actual runtime in life, as I go to incorporate this in, I put it in my schedule. I do the YouTube stuff. I do the classes. I do whatever the actions, the workouts, whatever I'm doing. Then start to look at myself from a perspective of, hey, you know, maybe I, I go to smoke a pack of cigs, right? Is that what a, a master's athlete would do? Is that what a whoever would do? Is that congruent with the identities that I have today? Maybe that's one of my identities from the past. Yeah. You know, who knows, right? Is it 
Is it what a world traveler would do to go all year and not leave Colorado? To not have a plan to leave the country? You know, have plans, have work, to have things going on to do that uh, would be more of what a world traveler is like. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's what I want to do. So hone in on those things. And and I'm, I'm even on the diet thing, I'm not a... I'm not an, uh, um, an elimination guy. Uh, okay. I'm a, I'm a flood with the new to the point you don't have room for the unneeded or the unwanted. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not eliminating things from my diet. I'm filling my diet so much with the things that I need to be doing. I just don't have room for those anymore. Yeah. It's just a different mentality for me. So okay. I don't sit in, and and I'm going to use the word lament. You can look it up if you want. But I'm not going to sit here and, 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 yeah, and have such a, you know, and get hung up on what I can't do anymore. I'm more on the side being empowered. This is what I'm doing, and I'm doing it to the point that I don't have time to do these things that are counter to my to my success. Yeah. And so I, I would look to fill that down the line. That's kind of just the way I'd have to approach it. Um, so anyway, that's what Atomic Habits did for me. And so okay. – um, they said, I'm still kind of young on it. I'm fitting that in. I, I need to finish building out the identities, go to the next level of breaking down each facet into what actions I believe it is that you would be doing to build up my, my uh, weaknesses and, and, uh, and expand on my strengths. And, um, and that's really what I'm going to over this. My intent is over this year to continue to work on that to the point that those seven identities really crowd out the other identities that I have. And hmm. um, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of, that's my notion coming out of the atomic habits book. Okay. Cool stuff. Any questions on that? You think it's stupid? I don't think it's stupid. Um, at this point in my life, it's really hard for me to relate to goal setting. I don't, for whatever reason, like I was very big on that, you know, in, in my college years and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think I might, do you, do you think just, I set any goals through all that? I I think the term goal I'm using very broadly. And so I, okay. I think that in in the way that you are identifying what you want to be and what you're what you want to improve on in the identities that you're defining yourself, those seem like is goals. It, okay. What the the reason why I brought that up is, is in is in the book that there is that, that difference between um, striving for a goal uh -huh. and, uh, and working for a, working for a goal being different than, um, believing in a process and working a process that results in what you're looking for. So to run a marathon, I, I need to become a runner. Uh -huh. I need to do the practices and the training to be a runner. I don't need to try to run a marathon my my resulting outcome of being a really good runner will be that I can do a marathon. Sure. So the goal is a result of the process. And that's why when I was going through it, what, what I what I was doing when I was going through this, because I'm kind of a process guy, even you know, at work and crap like that. Yeah. Um is that uh um you know that side of me is that uh and it's annoying to people, right, that are around me that they're like, oh it doesn't have to be a damn process, Joe, you know. Um but I think that there's no sense in doing activities that result in an outcome and then try really hard to have a, this other outcome happen. 
I'm like, you want this other outcome to happen? Let's do this. Let's make sure our activities result in that. And then it will happen naturally. Or we could keep repeating our old patterns and what we did before that got us what we don't want. And we agreed on this new goal. And then we could somehow press like hell, veins sticking out on our necks, eyes bulging, trying to make that goal happen using the old processes. Good damn luck. I've done that enough in my life. Yeah. Because uh, organizations do that. We do that as groups. Um, it's, and I have that at my company right now. I'm going through that right now where we have changed dramatically what we do, what we deliver, but we failed to really go back and look at fundamentally what are our practices, what do we deliver to ourselves in the very beginning to add up and result in our new outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating for me to live at a, to be at a place that, and, and working for somebody who does who doesn't know that yet or hasn't learned it or whatever yet and so you know i'm doing my best with that one but anyway so that's why i that's why i'm doing it the way i'm doing it i'm 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 setting on a process and a journey that i believe results in the attainment of what i want in the end the goal the end result idea which is a goal for me it's an end result um, so I'm I'm not I'm not setting in place anything that has a destination. I'm setting in place practices and processes that will continue and grow and go. And maybe I'll run more than a marathon. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to obtain. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, right. but I know I'm going to double down on the processes and do and honor those and try not to contradict those uh, with my other actions and make sure that that um, that that all works in harmony so that I re- so I result in the best of what that can produce with me what hmm. I am you know cuz I right. say fuck phuk I don't uh, I don't do stuff yeah. like that yeah I don't cuss don't cuss no nope. don't use the swear words nope don't do it all right. So that that that's why when you said goal, that's why I wanted to make sure I jumped on it because yeah. I'm not setting goals. I'm not setting the goal to be a software development manager. I'm not setting the goal to be a master's athlete. I'm saying that I want to become a master's athlete through these processes. I want to be un- an undeniable master's athlete, and I don't want to do something that would keep me from being a successful master's athlete which could be some of the practice that I've done in the past because mm. I was a young athlete yeah, um, and I could get away with that crap. I feel like. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Does it matter? Do you think that matters? Which in, part? In your mind? That the difference between um, developing processes in a practice to get to go in a direction versus setting a goal post on the horizon for a thing to attain. Do you, do you uh, what do you think about the differences in those? Uh, to me, it seems like splitting hairs because I think it's it seems yeah. like it seems like it's different phrasing or different, slightly different methods to get to the same thing. So it seems like you know different people like you were talking about. To- <clears throat> excuse me, top down versus bottom up. And so that sounds to me like, you know, the, the point of that is like the idea is that in a top-down view, 
you're taking a different path to ultimately have an understanding of what the big picture is and what the details are. Yeah, at the end, you understand the complex system. Yeah. All the same. Right. In the end. And so you know, that's the bottom over the top down person in the end with it. Exactly. And that's how yeah. I'm kind of seeing this is like, you know, and and maybe this resonates a little bit more for me right now if you don't use the term goals because I don't I don't personally set really any goals anymore. Um, right. because what, what do you do? I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't set goals. Uh, what do sure. I do? I, I think, you know, I'm obviously I'm moving toward things. Yeah. I'm doing things because I think that they're, you know, I'm like, I'm going to therapy, working on myself. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, those clutch drills. Uh, I'm not doing clutch drills. Unfortunately, pretty soon I won't have a clutch. Do you do static standing? <laughs> I do a little bit of static standing when I come to stoplights on my bicycle. I, I've noticed that I was – I translate. I do that today. Um, when I'm riding, I do stuff. So I, I do think that the process, even though I'm very much a destination guy, mm-hmm. uh, it's it always seems like I'm striving for a destination, the end result of whatever it is that I'm doing. I think yeah. that right now the things that I'm doing – ironically or coincidentally, whichever it happens to be a lot of what I'm doing, I'm just doing for the process because I know it's an important process, but I'm not sure. I don't have a explicit definition of for what. So like I'm going to therapy, which is a process, right? And what is the end result? Well, I, I mean, I guess I would be a a more tolerable human for lack of a better term. Can I drive you to that? Can I pay for some of this? Wouldn't that be awesome? Couldn't awesome. I just skip all of these steps? And if just you could go to just the put end? farting in the taco while we're riding in there, <laughs> yeah. that would be a long way. I, be you know, I don't fart in my step. taco very much. No, you don't, Aubrey, but you make it count when you do. Yeah, I, I like to leave them in your Chevy. You nail it. You nail it. Yeah, you definitely do in the show. You let go. Yeah, Chevy. it's because so my upholstery is cloth, and you so got a lot of vinyl in, 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 oh, in yeah, your I feet got, wells and I stuff. I got rubber, rubber floor mats, uh, vinyl, green, yeah, okay, window handles. Manual yeah. door locks. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, less yeah. less stuff for it to seep into. So that's so the so that this is what got me, and I might have been a younger fellow like yourself at the time. I forget where I was. Yeah. Um, I either saw myself and and was explained or something went on, where I got to see, and I think as a kid, Olympic athletes were, you know, were respected, right? I mean they. You, you saw everything that went into that. They, they went to the Olympics. They performed. And may, maybe I was a little bit younger. I may have been in my teens or something like that. And, and, and I was exposed to the idea that Olympic athletes work so hard at the Olympics yeah. that the day after, they're a loss for what to do. In because they worked so hard to get to the Olympics and perform at the Olympics. They did it. They got there. Now they oh, don't know what to do next. Like they don't have follow-up goals. Like that was the Yeah, they, they didn't have anything beyond that goal. It was yeah. just the Olympics. Yeah. And maybe that was either because I was so geared as a process person anyway, that was sort of it, that that really sh- struck with me. And that's been the thing that, oddly enough, as a old fella like I am, done whatever, that has remained with me this whole time. 
And it's something that is so still so strong for me that I don't want to be at a place where I set this goal and I work so hard to get there that I obtain it and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Next. I, I now now I'm rudderless. Yeah. Where up to that time, like an Olympic athlete is getting to the Olympics, they are single minded focus. You don't yeah. get to that kind of a point if you're not single minded focus, if you're not making every sacrifice possible to be that 100%, right? Yeah. And so what do you do on the other side? I think in this sort of other mentality is, is that you are still continuing to be the world's best curler, right? Cause that's what the Olympics is about is curling. Yeah. Um, mostly. Yeah. I mean, everything sort of is extension from that or, or a variant or a branch off or something in competition with that, trying to be curling, wanting to be curling, wish they could beat curling, anything like that. But it's curling is the, is the Olympics. So, Going from that, if you're continuing to strive to be the best, to be the best you can be, to be that sort of thing, the Olympics is yet an event on your on your way that you did. Maybe you got gold as you or I would, or maybe you got silver if you're max yeah. or bronze potentially. Yeah, you know, probably more more likely uh, for Nebraska. Uh, you know, brought up on runses. Yeah. Um, that that would be what would happen, right? And yep. so that that's uh, and then you get done with that event and you move on, still continuing to hone yourself, hone your practice, do whatever it is. You still have a place to go. I will be in the gym tomorrow. You know, love to see you there. Let's go. That's what I'm doing the day after the Olympics. I'm back in the gym. Yeah. And so, I think that if I set this up and I go like that, it's a it's a way better approach for me than setting goals i've always i've always i i like to i like to do events i like to attain things i like to have results don't you know that's not something that i i fight against but they are merely things right that's merely it's a trophy on my on my on my uh little uh whatever those things are shelves yeah that's a trophy on the shelf that's not a place i was going that's okay. my goal yeah. I can I can so relate anyway. to that. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. Um, in that sense, yeah, goal is a bad word. Uh, I don't I don't like that word. It, to me, it has negative connotations, and and I think in this yeah. context, it it seems like that's also you know to have a goal is not the goal. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, 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 um, definitely. <laughs> I like that. You know, yeah. I, I resonate with that. I I don't think. I was definitely not cognizant of that, but it does seem like that may have been the direction that I was heading anyway. You are that guy, by the way. I'm just letting you know. Which guy? You you are a process guy. A process guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you the, you see the refinement, improvement, perfecting of a thing. You understand what the components are that it takes to do that. You work on the components in a systematic way to get the end result, which is the refinement, perfecting of a thing, the improvement, the whatever that you want to do. I don't think that you actually say that, you know, I would, like we said earlier that I want to be the Graham Jarvis, which is a, which is a finite thing yeah. that you're looking to be that and that you will stop at that. You wouldn't do that. No. Uh, the Reese I know. Okay. So the, the, the process, when you say process guy, you mean like, I'm not, 
I'm not looking off into the distance at my pinnacle Olympics, let's say. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, in the context of dirt bikes, it's, you know, I'm doing what I'm you doing. You want to be because, the best that you can be. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it cuz I enjoy it and I practice because I enjoy it and I get better and as I get better, I enjoy it more. Yeah, and and you're intolerant of imperfection. <laughs> Did you uh, ever say that or was that just me? That's no, that's tough. Yeah. Imperfection yeah. is tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, Set myself up for wins. There you go. Yeah. Or just completely ignore and shut down the stuff you're not going to win at. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a nice therapy session. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true. But like, yeah. I don't, I guess I don't think of it as winning. Like in the sense yeah. of like no, winning not. is almost like a goal, right? I think of it more mm -hmm. like uh, enjoying the process or like just, just, I don't know, even know how else to explain it without being yeah. redundant, just to join the process, I suppose, which is ironic because I'm so... No, it's, it's better that as, way. I it's agree. Better. So if, if you and I are are doing a sports ball thing yeah. where there is a winner and there's a loser, yeah. if we're playing that and our goal is to... Our intent is to be the... I'm trying not to use the word goal. Our, <laughs> is to... Is to uh, do that well, have fun at it, be the best at sports ball we can be. Whether I win or you win, it doesn't matter. What mattered was that we really tried hard and we did really well. We made some mistakes and, and, you know, wow, look at that. And, and, you know, uh, I see why I made that mistake. You know, I slip of focus. I ran out of talent, you know, whatever the thing was. And it's like, Hey, let's put, put in that quarter and let's do it again. You know, yeah, let's do some more sports ball. Let's go sports ball. And so, yeah. um, so we'll engage again and then the other person wins. It's like, awesome, you know, but at the end of every competition, if there's a high five, that's awesome. And, and that's the way I am. Um, I'll play games. I'll compete with you. I'll try, I'll try to get the winner in that thing. But when you win, um, I'm ready for a high five. This is, I want to celebrate your win. I don't want to, I, I don't want to, you know, um, I, I don't want to have a bad loss. I, 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 you know, a win happened. I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate your win. I want to celebrate that that happened. And then let's go again and, uh, and analyze with myself what it is that I'm not doing well. And, and maybe it's stuff that I can't fix in game time. I'm going to have to like, go back, do some static stands. I'm going to have to do this or that, work my way up. And then I can come back and give it my best shot again, you know, and yeah. see, Hey, look, look, I, I, I engaged in a process I broke down its components as necessary, like, you know, to the level I needed to advance so that I can do better this next time. And so let's go. Maybe I'll win more. Um, but anyway, yeah. that's I'd rather live life that way than I, I don't like the the Michael Jordan examples of being such a bad loser. Um, mm, I don't I, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't dig that stuff. And, and I kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. And I. I think that as they age, they, you know, they learn a little bit. I don't know that Mr. Jordan has, um, from what I understand exactly last, last I checked in, you know, him and I haven't talked in a while. Yeah. Um, but he's busy, you know, and I get busy. The kids. I mean, you made it to the podcast now, so he's probably going to be calling you out be like, Hey, can you get me on Respeed? Yeah. He's like, dude, I didn't realize we haven't talked until you said it. Oh my God. I feel so bad. Yep. And we'll laugh. Yep. So, so that's the stuff with atomic habits. All right, uh, and I'll definitely tell you that an obstacle of the way, the obstacle is the way. 
yeah. was one where I'm just like, eh, all right. <laughs> I have no action items from that. Okay. Where uh, Atomic Habits is something that I really think that our uh, probably our what I mean, if it's a year from now, that'll be our twelfth podcast. So on our twelfth podcast, I'll be able to talk about the changes over the year that that happened, and um, and and I I I really think Atomic Habits is, is going to make a bunch of changes for me. Hmm. Um, the this other one will. I, I pursued a couple other books in the Stoicism area. Um, there was um, oh, I forget what it was. It was recommended. He has a reading section in there. He has a little interview uh, during that time with Sam Harris okay. towards the end, and he recommends um, some other some other books. Oh, when prophecy fails, he recommends that one. So I listened to that one. That was a short listen, and, and stuff like that. I'm just like oh, I'm not a big fan of the Stoicism thing. You know, you can you can put the old Google on it. And see what it is. I think it sounds great at the Wikipedia level um, about living uh, virtues and, and and those kinds of things, about studying the greats, about this and that. It's, it's re- I think it's really key on um, helping you really understand how to conduct yourself and how not to conduct yourself uh, when you follow Stoicism. Um, I, I don't think it's negative in uh. any way. I just – at where I am in life – um, I don't know this is a big a play as it would have been for me at uh, 20. If I would have done yeah. that when I first went in the military, uh, it would have been a big difference for me, I think. Sure. So I, I'd like to see my son get into that at 23. Huh. But okay. Cool. So when prophecy fails and the obstacle is the way. Yeah, obstacle is the way is kind of a uh, a wrap-up of a bunch of Stoics. Uh, okay. These, the, uh, when prophecy fails, some of the other ones to get more specific. Uh, meditations of... Um, Shiza. What was that? Meditations is something. But anyway, it's someone's sort of affirmations that they put together, a collection of of meditations that they do. And it was really like um, lessons that they wanted to repeat to themselves. Uh, their affirmations uh, is kind of more of the way I would go with them. Uh, but things that they would repeat to themselves and, and re-go over to sort of re-correct and, and, and tighten back up um, their thoughts and their approaches and, and – um, you know, they, they did that. So that was meditations. It wasn't meditating as, as you and I maybe would see it today. Mm. Um, and so the clearing the mind type. Sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so there's a whole bunch, there's a whole, a whole big bunch of stuff in stoicism, a bunch of books to follow. And I, I said, it's not negative. It just wasn't a big factor for me today. And then the last one was Noom. If you want to get done with uh, Atomic Habits, I'm that just could writing be, some could of be our stuff last down. one. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. me about tell me about Noom. I looked into it a little bit. So you 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 yeah. dove into it. It sounds like so it's some sort of a a paid subscription. You're matched yep. with some sort of an expert, and then beyond yep. that, uh, I'm ignorant. Yeah, I uh, so the app's pretty cool. It has um, it has uh some course coursework that you do. You and it's it's really because it's a psychology based app okay and they and all the course folks that are do they say that they're psychologists at noon blah 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 they do some interesting little tricks in there on a psychology wise one of the little ones i'm doing and i and and with uh and i'm kind of even applying it over at work is the the idea of of affirming a commitment and so 
I've I've told the app that I'm going to do nine to twelve minutes of coursework per day. Okay. And that I would give that into coursework. <clears throat> so we revisit my my goal or my um my commitment to do nine to twelve minutes of coursework. At the very end of it, there's a button at the bottom of the screen that says "I commit." And so when you go to press it, you look at it, you see the words "I commit." Kind of say I'm like. I'm committing to doing that. So whenever I go and I get to the end of the day, I look in the app and it's like today's courses, none of them have been done and it's time to go to bed. Without the reinforced commitment and the action that they have you take, I think it would be easier to go to bed and say, ah, I'll do this one. Yeah. Nah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But since I've hit that, I commit several times now, three, four more times or whatever it is. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do these courses. I said I would. I committed to it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So in the thing with development that I have at the at the office, it's like we're all developing um, code behind an API call, right? So when you do an API call to an application or whatever the heck the thing is, I'm sure. Do you get into this kind of stuff? Nope. You know what an API call is? Okay, cool. So when you're when – you're, um, um, let's say you're you're dealing with a cloud app, and the cloud app has uh, you know some the pieces running on your machine. Um, there's um, it's kind of a common uh, a common language to do that, and it's it's called React. Um, it's all capitalized. Um, and whenever so, kind of the basis behind that is is that you code your pages in something that would be sort of a static a static HTML type page. And it calls the APIs on the back end to do the work. So it's a definitely a front end and a back end sort of application. There's very little that runs on the front end because it's all sort of static stuff. But it fires against APIs that are back on in the server side, let's say back at Amazon or whatever the heck you're hosting your, your application. That's interface the with these yeah, it makes these application calls, these API calls. When when that side catches it in the old clouds, um, a bunch of code gets executed behind that call to make the thing so it gets the answer back, right? Yeah. Uh, you do a query for, um, you know, the the number of identities that you have, and yep. it's going to return back seven identities, and it'll give you the seven. So or five, or five, yeah, it could be five, or seven. And so, um, the uh, so whenever it comes in, there's a lot of code that gets executed. So my team is working on that, and we'll have multiple people working on different pieces of code that all is essentially work to that one API call. There's one call that happens. A lot of people contribute to make it happen. Um, we've gotten to a point where individual success gets us nothing individually. The the accumulation of all of our success actually gets us success. So okay. um, what we need to do whenever you're in a codependent sort of scenario like that is you need to commit to each other to make the progress to get to the end, to make it successful, then we'll all be successful. But if we sit there and one of us doesn't deliver, doesn't get this, whatever, blah, blah, we all take turns not delivering, things like that, that is damaging. And so to have it be at the end of the night, and earlier today we had our meetings, our progress meeting, and, and, I, and I told you I was going to have this module working. I was going to get this bit of code done, and it was going to be working, checked in to get, ready to go to integrate with your code you're working on so it does a thing yeah right? we commit we're gonna get to this point tomorrow yeah 
I didn't get it done today, you know, I had to go to the dentist. Yeah, well, this happened, blah, 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 right? Do I go to bed or do I sit out and make that happen? And I, I'm working to get a team and working sort of that psychology bit that we get together, we understand our codependency, we make our commitments to each other, and we try like hell to make it happen. Or in the in the morning, I talked to you about how it didn't work out during the normal day. I doubled down the night before, you know, that last night. I worked like hell. My error rate started going through the roof. I got tired of shit, fell asleep, slept for a couple hours. I've been up for a few hours banging on it now. I, this problem I never saw coming, unknown issue, blah, blah, blah. I'm sharing it with you. What the, You're like, damn, you're right. That is a – we didn't know about that yesterday. That is a problem. I see you crack nuts to get there. Unfortunately, you didn't do it during the daytime where we could have worked on that problem together, but here we are now. I see your commitment. I see your hard work. I'm going to reflect that. I honor that. Let's go. A team like that will double down and work together and get things done. And yeah. so I'm excited that I have a team like that right now. And I'm and I and I want to work some of those little psychological things that I'm learning from the seeing the new map do. But anyway, back to the new map. Okay. Um we have the coursework, we have a food log. I have a in the very beginning when I signed up, I gave it all my metrics and it ended up in the end giving me a calorie goal, a calorie per day allowance that's based on almost no activity. I have a steps goal, a little bit of moving goal. But other than that, if you log exer- excuse me, if you log exercises, you get more calories because you expended more. But the goal is to all the the intent with the app is to always cut you short in calories. Yeah. It's always to operate in calorie deficit from yep. where it thinks you are. I okay. don't know that there's any intelligence in there to say, oh, wait, we miscalculated this guy. Yeah. He's got a lower metabolism, we thought. He has a, a less of an engine. Um, he's We need to lower his calorie thing. We need to change. But I don't know that it does that. So it's been sticking steady with me so far. So I diligently do the, the key things, diligently food log. Uh, calories, pretty accurate measurements, you know, uh, the engineer type. So accurate measurements, um, getting all that stuff in. The other thing that is key is weighing yourself. I weigh myself every morning, um, right after I go pee. Yep. It's very, very important. Same. And so, yep, exactly. So weighing yourself every day, logging your calories. And it has a thing about foods that's trying to tell you about red, yellow, green foods, advising you to stay away from the reds you know, it's sort of an allowance on all those i'm definitely not paying attention to that <laughs> i'm essentially i'm essentially eating what what i believe is a good idea to eat um for uh um you know satiety i think that's the right word if you, um and uh and fuel for what i'm gonna do yeah. and so uh in fiber whatnot so anywho i go through those through the coursework, though, and through the calorie counting, the realizations I've had in this is definitely the senseless eating I used to do. Um, and I still try occasionally, whatever. Yeah. The uh, motivations behind eating. I used to say I was a stress eater. Uh, I definitely knew that I was a reward eater. I think I also would eat for punishment. I used to do all these different eating things, right? with food in these dimensions. Yeah. And where I'm at now is like food should have nothing to do with that shit. Like I shouldn't reward myself with food. I shouldn't celebrate with food. I, you know, in an excess eating sort of way or whatever, like a birthday party, UFC fight, 
supercross races, uh, whatever the case is, that, you know, we're going to go at the birthday party. We're going to be ordering pizza after pizza. I'm going to make, I have a slice or two of each one. We do a little bit of stuff. I have a slice or two. We do, I have another couple slice. you know, have a beer or two, have another beer, you know. I'm sitting here doing this and like clocking untold calories into my body for what reason? Like why? Because you enjoy it. Is there's a lot of shit I enjoy, Reese. Um Yeah. When you're enjoying something to your detriment, I think you should stop. And so Yeah, there's I, a limit. Right? Well, Whenever you're a fat bastard like me, your limits are really way out there. And, you know, I joke around. I, I have my things about, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, when you're – do you run track? No. A track athlete? Uh-uh. All right. So as as a sprinter, track athlete, you know, whatever else, when you hit the wall running, you double down on the mechanics of pumping your arms, driving your legs, what – you just focus on those things because honestly, at those times, you can't feel your legs. You can't feel this. You, whatever else is the real reality. Your body's shutting down. You've, you're out of oxygen, whatever else. So what you do to finish hard on those things is double down on your form. Double down on your training. Like drive, 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 drive. And that's what you do to get to the finish line at the end of a sprint when there's nothing left in you anymore. All those sprinters are doing is pumping their arms, driving their legs, and it's working, you know. And so I joke around about that because, you know, I ran track a little bit too, um, that that's what you do with eating. I'm like, trust your training, you know, like double down on your form, like, you know, pump your arms, drive your legs, you know, and, and keep going, you know, keep ignore eating. these stop eating signs. Yeah. Ah, uh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, going through the noon thing, counting the calories, having the side of, of somewhat of some integrity where it's like, if I'm going to stick that in my yapper hole, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's a handful of jelly bellies. Is is that worth opening that damn app and typing that in? Yeah, that's like, that's half of the uh the deterrent right there. Is that yeah, you it's like write it right? down. All right, I'm just like, fuck that. You know, I gotta open up that can of jelly bellies, I gotta put in my and I gotta eat them, then I gotta open the app, I got I'll just skip the jelly bellies for now. Forget it. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk past them. So yeah. that helps at the office for me not to just graze consume, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then the other side that comes down is like, okay, now, all right, no, I will open up that jar. I will get out that little Snickers. I will blah, 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 right? And I'm like, ah, damn. That's going to be another 100 calories if it's a little one. It's going to be 250 if it's a big one. And then tonight I got Turkey Taco Tuesday. That's a taco. Is it worth a taco for later? Like, yeah. I'm really not hungry. I really don't need to fuel. I'm not about to blah, blah. I don't need that in my body right now. I'm just electing to do it for whatever reason, right? But I'm cheating myself later actual food when I'm really going to be hungry and I'm really going to feel better when I have the right thing later, right? Yeah. That's what I've enjoyed about the new map is it's gotten me to a point where it's like I went to a birthday party. I went to the birthday party. I weighed – in the morning of this year. Oh, I was 191, 191.9. Okay. The, the day of the party. I woke up the next morning, I weighed 
I, I nice. nailed the exact same number the next day. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have sodium. I didn't hold on to a bunch of fluid. I didn't do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Next day I was 199.5. And, uh, and that's, that's, um, that was yesterday. 191.5. 191.5. So I dropped 0.4 pounds. Yep. And then today I have forgotten my weight today. Um, Don't you have it written uh, down? I do. Yeah. That's where I'm going. I'm going back to log. I log this, but I don't log my dirt bike crap. Okay. So anyway, today I was 191.5, 191.5. Uh, I had two days of 191.9, one days of 191.5. The day before that was 193.2. Um, so, mm. you know, it's 193.2. Maybe I went to the party. Then I was 191.9, 191.9, 191.5. Um, I've stabilized out now at this 192 range the last little bit. Um, now I don't have huge variations anymore, so that's nice. But, um, but anyway, it was a good celebration for me to do that and Turkey Taco Tuesday night. <laughs> I had three tacos. Um, I usually eat six plus wow. tacos. I do even number six or eight tacos. I don't do five it's, or seven. It's not five or seven. No, no, no. Tacos. And, um, and so, you know, I, I cut that in half. I had a cup of taco meat, three taco shells, the cheese for those tacos, and the lettuce and stuff like that. And then, of course, I can't fit a cup of taco meat in there. I didn't know that. Um, but uh, so I just ate that, you know, with the yeah. spoon, finished that off or whatever, logged all that crap, and I was good to go. Um, but uh, I'll do less taco meat next time so I can just stick into three tacos. But it was like, that was cool. You know, I, I really did not need to eat the rest. I was pumping my arms. I was driving my legs to dr get to six or eight because yeah. I used to eat six or eight as a kid. I, it was my ritual. It was what I did. It was uh, my reward. It was whatever. Like, no good damn reason to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's been my thing is I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with the dumb reasons to eat. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a fuel eater at my core, because uh, of you know the sports ball stuff and trying to do well there, yeah. and get a diet so you perform well. So I want to tune for performance there, and forget this like being 200, 205, where the hell I was. That was not helping me stand on the dirt bike race. Yeah, it was helping me get a hell of a steep bounce though. That is that is sprung weight. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Put that to use. Uh -huh. But anyway. So yeah, so Noom, Noom's been great. It's been a great mentally mental transform transformational sort of thing. Um, I'm gonna you know address those things elsewhere. Address my reward, my celebration, my punishment, my guilt, my stress, whatever it is. I'll address it somewhere else other than sticking food in my damn mouth. You know why you overeat? Specifically, me. No, or people, people in general. Do you know why people overeat? No, why? stress eating anyway. Stress eating. Um, as I understand it. There is a there is a good feeling that you get, a settled feeling, a relaxed feeling, a calm feeling comes over you when the hormones for a full belly, you know, hit uh, the um, and uh, and that good feeling is what you're striving for when you're stress eating. And so mm. every meeting with my boss or whatever else, I would eat because I was stressed and I. And I, and for me, my, my adaptation to get away from the stressful, uneasy feeling was to go to a, a calm, 
good relaxed feeling and you get that at the other end of food. Hmm. So I'd go to get food to go get the good feeling. That's sort of the bizarre, um, you know, the, the bizarre path that you take. That's why stress eaters stress eat is they're seeking that good feeling. If you had another way to get a good feeling, like if you understand the chemical releases, the things that happen whenever you do a certain thing, uh, you could do that also in the face of stress. You could uh. work on the stress not getting to you firsthand, whatever it is. You don't have to turn to food, but for folks who have done that, they've learned that they can get a good feeling. They can get comfort from food. They can go eat that and they'll get comfort. Um, they they go and ring that bell and they overdo it. So in uh, this new map, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm just, there's just a, uh-huh, like nodding yeah. along. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the text messages. On, so there's another, I got a friend that's about 400 pounds that she, she's doing the, she tells me she's about 400 pounds. I, I would estimate she's lower than that, but the, um, whatever it is, she says she's roughly twice my weight. And, um, she was doing the new map at the same time. She paid the subscription. All she was doing was reading the lessons. She wasn't weighing herself. She didn't know her calorie amount. She didn't know where she stood on that each day. I don't think she, you know, did I say weighing herself? It wasn't food logging, wasn't doing that stuff. Um, and I talked to her and I'm like, the fuck? You? Then you're not doing the app. Yeah. What are you paying the, the app money for? Is the food, yeah. The app, and you know me, bro. If I pay money for it, I'm getting it. The, yeah. One of the worst things that I do is get my CrossFit membership as unlimited workouts. Like, I I was doing two-a-days at the CrossFit gym six days a week. And so and, and this is before you – definitely before you did it. Yeah. But I was a pretty hardcore CrossFitter, right? Because I paid for Joe. unlimited classes, I wanted unlimited freaking workouts. I was getting as much as I could. And so buffets are bad for me too. And yep. so the uh, um, so with the new map, I paid the money. I'm doing the damn app, right? I'm going to do everything that you do with this journey. So I was just stunned that someone would pay the money, have that much more body weight than me, and not be doing the damn program. Yeah. So anyway, I got on her ass. And um, now I do check-ins. Now she's weighing herself. Now she's counting her calories. She has a 1,200 calorie. I have 1,600. Thanks for asking. Son of a bitch. Um, so I got a sixteen hundred calorie daily allowance. Yeah, you don't care. You just want to I hang don't... up the. You just want to stop the recording. No, I didn't know what sixteen hundred means because I don't even know where I'm at. Yeah, you don't. No. I go by feel. You know, I'm I I have a, a short feedback loop in that I weigh myself every day, and so I make adjustments based on that. That's it. Really? Yeah. What do it's, you think causes your number changes? Causes my number change. Well, usually, you know, I mean, it's it's volume and calorie density is what usually really? causes it. Yeah. That's stupid. What do you mean? I'm just like, I'm not like explicitly so logging. So you think that each day it's potentially body fat that is changing your weight or body composition, like muscle or fat? No, I think it's little okay. things, but I watch the trends, you know, like I see how but you don't log your food. See, this is the thing. No. I know you, you're stupid regimented. You uh -huh. eat the same damn thing over and over. 
I do. You are less likely to get yourself into a high sodium hit by yep. doing eating something that you don't normally eat. Like when I take you to uh, what is that place? The sandwich place I took you. Um, Chiba Hut. Chiba Hut. Yeah. You could get yourself into a sodium hit yeah. that will cause you to be a lot heavier the next day by a few pounds, a few pound yeah. swing. Yep. That wasn't muscle or fat. That was uh-uh. water, right? Right. And that's where I say that I stabilized. I left it for Texas, and the Thursday, you know, the Friday morning that we drove out, I was like 193. Okay. The Monday morning after we got back, I was 199.1. I did not gain muscle or fat over the weekend. Right, a pound of a pound of fat is thirty five hundred store calories of energy, and a pound of fat, okay. roughly somewhere in that area, right? And so I did not exceed my ability to burn or shit calories at thirty five hundred that got stored to get even one pound of fat. Um, I'm real sure I didn't do that with what we were up to. I was swollen up with um, fluid retention and everything else. It was hard to close my hands. My ring didn't fit. Uh-huh. You know all that jazz. I, and it took me drinking a gallon, gallon and a half of water a day all week long to flush that out of me. I ate a lot of – I got a lot of electrolytes in. I did those pickles, uh, dill okay. pickles or whatever and drank yeah. that stuff. I don't think I did a Pedialyte because I have such cramping issues during those yeah. long events. So I did that. So I, I, you know, I, I brought up my sodium levels, so I was going to retain more water. And it took me a while to wash out. That's what is your biggest scale variations. Since I've been, you know, 190, just right below 192 to 191 and a half now in three days in a row, I've stabilized. I've got a lot of good control now over my water intake, my sodium intake, because I'm in a routine at home doing roughly the same things, but definitely watching out for my sodium because yeah. that affects my water amount so much. So anyway, that's why I said, you know, that, that uh, of course, I'm, I always overreact with stuff, but the uh, <laughs> um, that's my practice, you know, I, I, it's more interactive. Uh, it's boring just to have a measured response. Ugh. But um, uh, uh. Ugh, ugh, who wants that? Who wants stability in a friend? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you have that on your side. But anyway, on the Noom stuff, we've, we've got this group deal. i got this group chat. Yeah. And you get to listen to the other people in their struggles and stuff. And it really lets you know that people who are fat, that are heavy, that have these kinds of issues – they really do have like pretty pretty big psychological problems when it relates to food, and makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, this fellow here, he was talking about reaching out, salad dressing ideas, please. I like soy, soy sauce, low sodium. He he stresses at the time. Okay. And I like I not like balsamic. I assume of the vinegar type, but it would be nice. To have something a bit thicker. Some uh, some of the balsamic reductions, glazes, have sugar. I'm thinking of trying to boil some down myself, thinking of cit- think, uh, thinking with citrus. So he's poking that out there, right? Okay. And I put out, I've said, hey, I'm a thousand, a thousand island for me. I said, occasionally Italian or ranch. Uh, I just do my best to use only what I need for the effect and measure uh, what I'm adding. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I go on, I was like, uh, I said, I put one to two tablespoons of dressing on. So the overall impact is low to my program. Good luck, Richard. Hope someone has actual helpful advice. Yeah. Because you know, I was just like, hey, one is like, um, why the hell is a dressing on your salad make a fucking difference? 
whether it's got sugars, whether it's got, you know, and I understand the sodium, right? Because of the water thing we just talked. That's why I thought about this one. Yeah. But how many salads are you eating today? How much of this are you putting on there that it actually registered enough for you to put out a comment to the group? Yeah. That you need some dressing solutions, like, like, like what are you really worried about the right things, bro? Probably not. Hmm. Do you yeah. have a weird idea of like? I, all right, I bought this noon thing. I'm going to lose weight. That means I'm going to eat 100% salads. Wh- what are you going to do when you stop eating salads? Like, if salads is your weight loss idea, are you going to go back to like balls. packing and eating? Yeah, exactly. Or if for in my generation, it's bonbons. Okay. Um, you go to bonbons, you get fat. And um, anyway, some people had some some stuff to add, but it's like you'll see some. What is it? Uh. One guy's talking, or one, one, I think it's a girl, talking about, uh, you know, hey, it was great figuring out calories. It was kind of fun. It's like, kind of like a puzzle to figure out what you're going to eat. And um, and she goes on. She's like, you know, try, trying to come up with uh, maximum, maximum taste and fullness for the fewest calories was actually something that she enjoyed. Um, I still find it fun to some extent, but I worry that it's not feasible or sustainable to think this much about what I'm eating. I worry that I'm becoming, uh, it's becoming an obsession kind of thing. Um, and she yeah. says, I'm not even talking about lifelong. She's, I'm just trying to get to the end of this program. Right. And blah, blah, blah. It's all about the color choices and all this just where it offers the advice about red, yellow, green, but it's also on the side of like, look, eat what you like to eat. Just control yourself. Like some modern, like, and that's why you, you know, you're logging everything and measuring and all. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you'll do pretty good. You know, when you get to the end and it's like, for me, whatever my weight goal is, if I, uh, then maybe I need to tweak that. I need to get out of the red foods or do this. I'll address it at that time. But, it, you know, I think a lot of these people are fat asses and, and they, uh, they got a lot of room <laughs> to work, you know? Um, but anyway, so it's kind of interesting going through here and, and I forget what I said to this cat, but, um, but I definitely start to notice here. Oh, here I am. I usually put IMHO on there because we have a, co- a coach, like an actual new employee that's in here and should be actually offering a real advice. So I did, uh, in my humble opinion, because I think the person called out about detailed food logging uh, ahead of it. I said, detailed food logging is a tool to establish awareness of what and how how much we're eating. I said, once you have that food, uh, once you have that food logging becomes less important, but a tool that could be used in the future to, ex- to explain what's happening. Like you weigh yourself, you're doing this and that, and you're like, "What the hell's going on with my numbers?" Yeah, like I, I believe I'm doing blah blah blah, but you forget that you know you got you're popping some cashews down your yap, you're doing this or that, and you started bringing on a lot more calories in this dense ass stuff, and you know you started you started gaining some weight, yeah. and um, so anyway, so I think food log is important because that really gives you grounded in reality, that gives you solid data what you're doing, so you can really make decisions here. Um, let's see here. I said I had a false sense of what I ate and how much with the accountability and and, uh, uh, and I mess up the sentence but, and I fixed it later. But I said without the accountability of logging, I said uh, – and I was like, hey, I'm prior service member guy here. But I said I consider food logging to be something of, 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 uh, of high integrity. I said if I won't enter it, I won't eat it like we talked about a second ago, right? And, um, and I went on to kind of hit, like we talked about that sometimes that keeps me from even eating it because I'm too damn lazy to log it Yeah. or, or I'm at the point that I'm like, ah, why am I eating this? 
it's going to take away from actually a good dinner tonight. Uh, and I'm going to struggle come dinner time because I'll be at 300 calories and it's, and I'm like, Shiza, I'm hungry. But anyway, it's, it's been inter- It's been fun to kind of watch this. There's like almost 90 people in the group wow. and there's like four, six people, you know, or eight, even numbers, not five or seven that interact in the, in the chats. Everybody else doesn't even look at her. They don't comment or whatever the hell the thing is. But there's there's a handful of us that actually talk in uh, to each other. So it's it's that's also kind of an interesting dimension with the new map. But uh, I I really think that the their psychology thing I think they have it down okay. Um, the problem is it's not adaptive in my mind for what you're going through. They went preaching on and on about like falling off the program or having struggles with this or that. And I'm not. So I'm like, okay, you're talking to me about all these arming things to do when I'm not having that struggle right now at all. Yeah. Maybe ever I won't have that struggle. And then they got into plateaus and that's kind of interesting. I haven't plateaued yet. I really would kind of like it to watch the data and see the signs of a plateau coming and then start feeding you lessons about that or yeah. watch your, watch your input and your balance of red, yellow, green foods and see that and then pitch those courses. It actually has a set of courses that are d- predefined and you just clock through them, you know, hmm. to, like an engineering it's, degree. So it's a one size fits all. Pretty much with the courses. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. And it encourages interaction with a group for what you put in or what, you know, this or that at times to discuss it with a group and what people are doing. And I think that kind of helps make it more relevant to the times or something like that. It helps you sort of do that if you interact. And, but like I said, there's like 90 people in our group and sub 10 say anything in the group. And how do these 90 people get grouped? Are they like in this geographical area? I have no idea. I actually have said where I live because one person talked about walking, but it was cold there. I'm like, yeah, it's like 19 here. I'm in Denver, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't recall anyone else like saying where they're at. And, um, actually hold on a second. You can kind of drill in on a single person yeah does each person have like a profile that says where they are oh that's me all right let's see about ashley female 30 nope and it actually has her picture i i finally put my picture up let's see what i have forgot what the hell i put up there ah but being nathan (laughs) the uh um from uh from a long time ago Okay. Anyway, yeah. So it's, it's me and Nathan on there. Joe, male, 50. 51. Up Behind there. the times. Exactly. I guess that's I lied. Deal. And that's, that's the other one. Did I tell you what my target weight is? Do you know? Mm. Isn't it like 175 or so? That's my weight. That's my target weight. That's where I want to go. Yeah. So I was in the new map and it's like, Hey, how tall are you? Hey, how old are you? You know, have you done other diets? The, you know, what's your activity level on and on? And it was like, select a target weight, a little slider, right? Yeah. Right below the slider was like, Hey, uh, you know, and I think it was recommending or giving the hint or whatever that, you know, a five, six man, um, one fifty five to like one twenty five to one fifty five, something like that was the, was the weight range a good weight range for a five, six male at my age and all this other jazz. 125 like, to 155. Yeah. Something like that. It was one of those ranges. And I'm like, I've weighed 155 since I've been like 20 or older. I've weighed down in that range before. Yeah. I was thin 
at that, you know, kind of thin. I, and I can't say that like I was a late bloomer with any kind of muscle that I added to myself or, uh, I don't have any more bones than I've ever had. So I, I, I sat there looking at that, right? right? That's, that's about right. Whatever. We'll roll with it. Um, so I'm like, well, shit, I was going to put 170 because I've weighed 175 uh, in the last 15 years or so or something like that, 20 years maybe. Yeah. I weighed 155. Or, sorry, 175. I felt great. I loved yeah. 175. And uh, I was like, fuck it, 155. Put that in the app. Whoa. So that's that's how I got the 1,600 calorie a lot. I think if I had to put 175, it would have changed my calorie allowance. Probably. Um, but yeah, I put 155, and it thinks I'm gonna get that in July of this year. But I'm gonna go from 205 to 155 in six months. Seven I months. I don't know the program, but that seems like a steep downturn. It seems like usually it's the steepest at the beginning, and at the rate that you're going, it seems like it will slow. You should. Yeah, you'll have plateaus and this and that. You your body does that. Yeah, I'm going to go through some on my journey down. I'm going to be happy, like I said, at 170, 175. That, you know, that this whole new, I'm not going to renew the Noom deal. I'll get myself a food logging app. I'll do some of those things. Um, but um, I, uh, and I'll help myself make decisions through that with some accountability and some other stuff like that, some tracking. But uh, maybe I'll even start tracking my dirt bike better. Uh, I should get one of those. But, um, yeah, they have those, right? We have those dirt bike logs apps for your phone that you're Do not they using have a Google Sheet. Yeah, no, I'll I'll throw some at you mm-hmm. I, I, if I if I go look at any. But anyway, yeah, I'll I'll do that at the end of the like six month program. But I don't think I'll renew with these guys. But um, and that's been Joe Foster lately. That's what I've been up to, buddy. That's Joe Foster in a nutshell yeah. on uh, I, February 9th. February 9th, twenty twenty two. And we just got back from that dirty bike race in Texas. We all signed up for the 50 plus B class. When I say we all, Max, my brother and I, Dean also, and the two guys from Mike's riding camp. So it was like, that was our little group there at the riding camp. And, uh, um, and being a process guy, I, I did, I did well for what I expected of me. Um, I held together physically better than I expected. I was able to run a pace longer than I expected. Um, I, 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 I knew I needed to control my pacing earlier on and I didn't do really, really well with that. I ran the first two tests. There was six tests that we ran six timed pieces. I, I was going to run the first two as a spirited trail ride. And I ran it as a um, spirited race pace. <laughs> oh, I wasn't at my max, but I was at a race pace. Yeah, and I was like, "Uh oh!" And when I did the first two tests like that, I'm like, "You're, we'll see how this goes." And so yeah. I, I, um, and then the other thing that went on is that you could start your, you could start when you wanted to. For the, for the last five tests, you had to start on a minute for the first one. After that one's over, you could get to the start of the next time series, get in line and leave. Or 
you could shut your bike off, put your kickstand down, get a picnic basket out, do whatever the hell, you know, you kind of wanted, but you had, Oh, my thing says it's a, uh, it's low on battery. My Mac is. Um, but anyway, I got 10%. So I'll make my way down the power plug. But anyway, the, uh, but I, you know, I kept going and in the later tests. I did throttle back. I did pace myself and, um, and made it, you know, and, and, and made it out. And, and I, I actually had a lower time than anyone in camp. Um, hmm. So that was that that was encouraging for me to, like, stay on the program, work out more, get some more endurance going, keep working on the static stands, all the skill, technique, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, to not – it takes <laughs> it takes a lot of time to pick a dirt bike up. Then it does yeah. just keep going. So anyway. A lot of energy. Oh, man, yeah. You still got your Christmas tree up? Yeah. What the hell, man? It's February. Is it? I thought. Yeah. We had, um, Julie got all the ornaments off and all that stuff put away, but, but, um, and we got the lights off the house and everything outside, but we haven't put that tree in a box yet. Uh, gotta get that tree in a box. Yeah. We'll have to talk about Julie later some other time. She's job hunting. (laughs) And this and that gone on. We got all kinds of drama. Oh, man. It'll have to be another episode. Yeah. This is a long one. We're at two and a half hours here. Did we do good? We did good. We covered some good topics. Would Joe Rogan be proud? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think Joe Rogan would interject more frequently. I, I think I'm a little too passive. Um, I think I'd let you yeah. do a Blevins a little bit. Um, uh, I, I am a runner. <laughs> I run on at the mouth. Yeah, that's all right. We covered some good shit. I think we, we covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we still have more for, for another episode. Heck yeah, man. We'll be nailing these. Multiple episodes. Heck yeah. Heck oh, yeah. and I'm looking forward to trying to do that sign out thing that you do. Oh, yeah? You ready yeah. to do that? Because I got to yeah, be hitting the sack here pretty soon. Me too, brother. I mean, I always just... If it if it comes out just god awful, I can always fix it in post. But um, right. you know the sign out. So the sign out, you know, is is I'll say my little thing, and then yep. at the very end I'll say, you know, I'll catch you on the next one, and then we both say be good. Inevitably, right. we we say it off. We mess it up. Yeah. Off timing. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll lead us out here. Are we ready? Yep. All right. So. Uh, we appreciate everybody who tuned in, uh, Joe especially. This is this is Joe's two and a half hours of fame. Looking to extend Woo! that to multiple more hours of fame. Yeah. On the pipe slash on the mic, Joe. Uh, so wherever you are, whatever you're up to, having hope you're having a good morning, good day, good afternoon, whatever it happens to be. And we'll catch you on the next one. Be, be good. good. See, told you we'd do it wrong. Huh? <laughs>